0: death. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck up and
1: die. There'll be food and drink and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all in fight. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal.
0: Hey everybody and welcome to Betrothed a couple's guide to genre film. I'm your host Chris and with me as always is your um, other host.
1: Oh my god. Ka- I'm, oh, uh, but it, it, I'm Katie. It's Katie. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, did you have a good day stuck at home?
0: Yeah. And I talk and I saw you and talked to you like most of it. It is weird, right? It is. I mean, we work from home a lot. <clears throat> particularly you're working in there all the time, so it's like, it's kind of nothing different, but at the same time, it's very different.
1: Yes, it's a lot of the same, but now my days are blending together. Right. I don't I don't understand what days or time is.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what anything is anymore.
1: Everything is a blur. Nothing makes sense, which is great, because nothing in this movie made sense. Oh, yeah. And uh, in watching it, Time both flew and stood still.
0: I can I can totally understand.
1: And so I feel like it's a it's a great metaphor for where we are right now. Just
0: well, let's stuck. set it up a little bit. The this week's episode is um, about the movie from nineteen eighty six called Neon Maniacs, directed by Joseph Mangine. Mangini.
1: I'm gonna go with Mangini because it's more fun. <laughs> It's a little bit more whimsical.
0: It's a little bit more Italian-y? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you wanted to say.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's just more fun for me to hear you say it, because I'll butcher it if I try.
0: Well, what's weird about this movie is, I well, first of all, I'd never heard of it. So something really interesting, what I, I thought is really funny about what we're doing here, is that I have such a breadth of knowledge about a lot of these movies, and the ones that we picked to get started... I've never seen before. And a lot of them are... There's a lot of movies that we're going to do that I maybe have never seen, but like either I have a copy of it or it's around because I just incessantly collect this stuff. You're aware of it? Yeah. I'm not aware of this movie at all. I mean, granted, Tammy and the T-Rex, no one was aware of it until recently, really.
1: You won't be surprised to know that I was unaware of it as well.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying like, it's very interesting that one comes along where I'm just like, oh, I've completely... Not only have I never heard of that... I've never seen like a box art for it or anything.
1: Nope. Nope. Nor have I seen it on a uh, multi disc collection. Right. Or any of the sort. However, if you're interested in watching it, it is available yeah, streaming. It's on Shudder, Amazon Prime. Uh, and is this Tubi. on
0: Shudder or is this on Amazon?
1: Oh, you're right. It's on just on Amazon Prime. And I'm not sure what Tubi is. It's a free uh, streaming service I saw online. So if you're not an Amazon Prime member, which. You might want to be with where we are right now. Yeah. And well, but yeah, also not. They're it's, also, everything. It, is we're so talking about streaming stuff right
0: now. We're not necessarily talking directly about these factory workers. That is an issue and they should definitely be striking because it's kind of a nightmare because well, the world that we live in right now. But, but it, it is streaming there. And I think one of our goals as we move forward in this is to, um, try to really do stuff that you guys can follow along to because that's what we're all doing right now. Um, because I, I have a lot there there's a lot of things. The streaming world is a is a vacillating landscape. Um sometimes there are movies that will be on streaming services, then they get taken off of streaming services and then they go back on. They bounce a,
1: around depending on who has the rights at the time. Well, and who there's owns a bunch. Who? There's
0: a lot of movies that I want to do that I might have a copy of, or at one point they were on like Shutter or on Amazon, but they're not necessarily there right now. They're there where you can rent for streaming, but Particularly in the middle of what we're doing right now, I want to stick to things that are easily available if you don't have to rent it on Amazon or or anything like that.
1: Sure, that's totally understandable. And as I'm going through, and frankly, I'm streaming things constantly Uh right now, I feel like I'm hitting the end of my queue. However...
0: <laughs> you're not.
1: I'm, I'm definitely not.
0: You're hitting the end of your particular queue. Yes. You need to jump into my queue a little bit.
1: I gotta switch up the algorithm somehow. I gotta shoehorn something in there.
0: That's a good point. If you watch these movies along with us, even if you're not super into a lot of these genre-y things, it's definitely gonna fuck with your algorithm.
1: And there... Are, I will say, there's a few moments where I was like, oh, if you don't want to commit, say you're listening, you don't want to commit to the whole movie. This one... Definitely has a couple shots. I implore you to go find and and get a glimpse of. Yeah, it's worth you know searching to eight minutes and sixteen seconds. Well,
0: and I definitely suggest <clears throat> that they watch this this one. I they they look. There are going to be some that are just like I'm going to try not to put too many slogs in here. And I can't say that this is a slog because we haven't talked about it yet. But but if you want to jump into it, we can certainly get there. Oh, I'm. Do you want to? I have a little bit of background on this movie before we get going. Sure. Um, This is the. There's not a lot of information on this movie. Okay, so this movie's called Neon Maniacs. It's from 1986. It stars largely no one that you'd recognize. No. Um, The the problem is there are people in there that I recognize, and then I go look them up, and I have no idea at all like any of the stuff that they're in.
1: No, one of the actresses looks like a, a. Young Kate McCoochie.
0: Yes. There there are two actors in these movies who are in the Friday the 13th franchise. Um, I believe Steven, the protagonist guy, is in the fourth Friday the 13th. Is that um, why
1: he looks familiar? I wasn't sure if he was. looks familiar the, because he's just generic 80s guy. No, 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 no.
0: He's in that movie. Uh, I think that's the final Friday, right? Or I that's think. And then um, one of the actresses who doesn't really have a big part, but I think she's like the friend... That shows up... She's got a real thick accent. She's yes. The, she's the friend. She shows up like twice. Yes. Um, she's in the second Friday the 13th. Oh, okay. So she's been around that that circuit, so...
1: I did note <coughs> this uh, yeah. received a rated R.
0: Yeah, this is rated. This definitely came out in theaters. Um, so what I learned about this from the little bit of information I could find out just from... It's not even on Wikipedia. It's on the IMDb, like, trivia, is that this movie was... Plagued with shutdowns, um, a lot of money problems, production issues. Um, they shut down like three different times. And um, from what I understand, they didn't get everything shot that was in the script, um, which explains a lot.
1: I heard this as well.
0: And uh, they that's also why, if you look in the credits, there are multiple actors playing every one of the maniacs.
1: Which, it's kind of hard to keep track of all of the maniacs. In my mind, I kept keeping... I had very specific ways to keep track of, of each of them.
0: It is the same makeup every time. Yes. But it's different. Um, But there's different people in the makeup. So that was one of the problems. When they'd shut down production, either somebody couldn't come back, or they had other things to do, or they were just pissed off. And it, to be honest, there's a lot of questions that are unanswered, and we'll get into that. <coughs> and... um. No one wants to talk about it. Either people are dead or people are um, just not interested in talking about it because they're so pissed off at how the production of this went. So that's what I read. And that's like the only information out there about this movie. So I'm curious. I haven't dug deep enough to find out if anyone's going to release any versions of it. I mean, like, it is an interesting movie in terms of like, this could be a very fun cult classic, but nobody... No one's latched onto it yet.
1: I did see it did have a re-release in 2003 for a DVD. That was the
0: first DVD release. And but I doubt there's any extra footage on that.
1: Did not go far apparently.
0: No. So there's not a lot we know about it. But what we do know about it is if we if we start breaking into this thing. I loved it.
1: I thought, okay, I do have to start by saying the opening shot is beautiful, right?
0: Yeah, it looks like a canned shot though.
1: It does. But there are a few shots in particular where the cinematography is actually really well. There's a couple. Like, there's a couple of really good well-framed shots. There's
0: a lot of rough ones.
1: Oh, there are more rough ones than there are good ones.
0: This 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 whole movie opens on a voiceover. <laughs> and um <laughs> and in the voiceover goes something like this.
1: When the world is ruled by violence, And the soul of mankind fades. The children's path shall be darkened by the shadows of
0: the neon maniacs.
1: What does that even mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. What does that mean?
1: It's so taunting.
0: The children's path will be darkened by the shadow of the neon maniacs.
1: And I wasn't really even getting that they're maniacs. They're just... They're monsters, right? They're just
0: my, mon- like, but okay. Let's 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 dig in a little bit. Okay, all right. So you have that weird voiceover opening, and then they open up on you. See San Francisco, and then San Francisco is very dark. Like it is so dark. Yes, but truthfully, San Francisco is that dark. It is. If you've ever been to San Francisco, and we have, it, it's like when like the sun goes down. It's dark and fog, and it is there. It's a, such an old city. There's not a lot of street lights. It's kind of like. Um, like in the suburbs, if your neighborhood is really dark. It's like that, but in a major city.
1: Correct. Now, I don't know if you recognize a very creepy city at night. It is a very creepy city at night. They did a great job of some uh San Francisco inserts.
0: Yeah, and, and that's another question.
1: I did you recognize one of the locations? Which one? I definitely recognized Hollywood High.
0: Oh yeah, they shot some of this they shot most of this in LA. Correct. Like this is this has got the valley written all over it and Los Angeles written all over it. Mm-hmm. This is not shot in San Francisco. They definitely did inserts in San Francisco or they bought that footage. Correct. Right. Um, there's one scene where they definitely are shooting there at the bridge because they're in the park. They're at the base of that park. Yes. Um, but it it's clearly shot f- L.A. for San Francisco in in a lot of places, particularly the high school. Uh, there's like Shipley Donuts and stuff that are clearly either in the valley or like Koreatown. Yes. Um, I'm it, very
1: confused in these opening scenes.
0: Oh, I'm very confused about everything in these op- this opening scene.
1: In the right before this title sequence, where it's or maybe it's after, where they find the calling cards are those monster business cards. Okay,
0: so we open up and there's a there's a fisherman.
1: Is it Maniac Smut? There's a
0: fisherman who um, literally looks like the Gordon's fisherman. Yes, and. Um, he finishes his fishing for the day because in San Francisco, these fishermen who dress like fishermen and clearly do this for a living fish off the dock.
1: (laughs) Well, where else would you fish?
0: Um, okay. So he's walking back through dark San Francisco and then he stumbles across a cow skull. Yes. Or like a steer skull that has been perfectly cut
1: straight out of the high desert.
0: Right. And in the back of it is a stack of, Tarot cards of some
1: sort? They look like maniac tarot cards. Uh-huh. and
0: There's a drawing of every one of these monsters on it, and he shovels through every one of them so that we see the monsters the whole time.
1: Which is the best look you get. Oh, I don't
0: know. Well, you get some pretty good looks.
1: You do, but I'm curious if they were, you know, you having to make them their money's worth out of the artist rendering or... You
0: know, I think it's because they, they didn't, well, the thing is, too, that they show the monsters constantly. There's zero, there's zero tension in this movie.
1: Oh, uh, there's some. My tension is watching people walk.
0: A lot of that. Um, they, they, they showed those cards specifically for a reason. The, the, but I don't know what that reason is. And the, thats the thing with a lot of this movie. And we're gonna come back to this a bunch. Is that we don't know what this movie is actually about.
1: No, no idea. And I would love to get my hands on the original script. But it
0: has, according to the internet, no one knows where it is.
1: No one has seen it in decades.
0: Right. So this is a fascinating movie. So it, it one of the things that I wrote, so basically this the guy finds these cards, we look at these, these guys, and then he, uh, these monsters, and then he gets killed by one of them. Correct. But what's weird is it's like an opening credit to that guy getting killed to another opening credit scene. Yes. To the um to the full opening credit scene.
1: Yes, with one of the longer opening title credits I've seen in a while.
0: Mm-hmm. That was definitely there to pad the movie out and make it 90 minutes. Because what's the running time of this? Is it 96 or is it like 87 or something?
1: 91 like- minutes.
0: Okay, 91 minutes. So it's exactly uh, a a movie.
1: Mhm. It is um, just a full length feature.
0: And they clearly didn't have enough footage because there's a lot of shots, like you said, that run long and that credit title that title sequence is very long. But what they also did there, they what they, I immediately, upon seeing it, was like, that was weird. And then I was immediately like they did not have enough footage because that's why they did what they did. So they open on the Golden Gate Bridge and the guy, and then they um they they show a couple of titles hmm and then and neon maniacs mm-hmm. like the main title mm-hmm. then he gets killed mm-hmm. i believe this is how it works and then movie. they start the title sequence after he gets killed yes but they've already shown you the title of the movie yes so it's like thing title card another thing full credit sequence that goes on forever over a song and let me tell you the music in this movie fucking slaps i like every one of these songs
1: I will tell you there's one song I don't like, but when we get to it, I'll tell you.
0: Yes, there's one I don't like either. Uh, And I think it's the same one. Um, Just so you know, we watched this completely separately. So that's one of the fun things about this podcast is, yes, we need to watch these movies separately. And we we watched them in different parts of the house. So we haven't talked about it yet. But I've been wanting to since we watched these.
1: Oh, I've been itching.
0: So we cut from there to now we go into the actual movie.
1: Yes. And cue one of my favorite Vans. Oh, yeah. Of the 80s.
0: So th- we immediately get that van, and then there's he, the guy in the van screams at some punks. Yes. So it's like there was a weird drive by punk bashing, and he didn't even say anything super negative.
1: No, it's not too harsh. It's just like nah, nah, nah.
0: It was like screw you, punks, or something like that. And
1: I was kind it's of It's not hoping- even like
0: I was I was thinking they were gonna drop an F bomb, which happened later in the movie.
1: Yes, it, it was does. jarring. And I didn't even write it down because I was, was so like I'm not even going jarring. to Jarring. Dignify this F bomb. But
0: it's the eighties and it happens in all these movies.
1: It does. And we're not talking about the word fuck.
0: No. Bill and Ted have a have a have a ha, has a very famous F-bomb for me where I'm like, I love this movie, but as soon as they do that, it makes it feel gross.
1: I was hoping that these punks Ugh. were going to play a bigger role in... Excuse
0: me if you hear me drinking water. My voice, my throat is so dry. I uh,
1: was hoping that these punks would play a bigger role in the upcoming scenes. However, we really kind of jump into it because partying in this van is Natalie, our Beautiful blonde protagonist.
0: Quote unquote protagonist.
1: Yeah, I can't really tell who our main protagonist...
0: I got no idea. I have a couple of ideas of who the best characters are, but there's I, <clears throat> there's not a lot for her to do.
1: I have a favorite character.
0: And she's kind of a damsel the whole time, but, but the problem with it is I think that they didn't shoot enough of her. I don't think they shot because, according to the internet, they left a lot of shit out that was in the script and it clearly explained all of the whys. Sure. And they didn't shoot it. It doesn't exist. I think every piece of footage that's not a duplicate that exists is in this movie. That's how they got to the time runtime.
1: That's sad. Because
0: so much of it doesn't so much of it doesn't make sense, but they clearly put everything they had in and had to shut down three times. So of course that's gonna make it confusing. But they tried. In fact, one of the things I wrote before we get too much further is I would love to recut this movie. Because I feel like I could make a new, I could make a cogent, co, cohesive movie out of just the footage that is there, like it's like a, it's like literally driving me crazy because I'm like, boy, if you just maneuvered this this way and massaged this,
1: it would be a different movie, and there might be some neon in it.
0: You could tell the story exactly, and and also if you read the the what the movie's about, like the synopsis, it doesn't, none of that's in the movie.
1: I also. Was hoping that Stephen's dog was going to play a larger role.
0: Stephen's dog disappears. Okay, so so when the the van comes up and we find out that's you said Natalie's in that van along with all the other kids. And it's
1: her birthday.
0: And they it's her birthday, which I didn't realize until you just said that.
1: They were celebrating. That's why they're out in the van. Okay.
0: They're going to the park.
1: They're going to the park to celebrate her birthday. That's where they're. That's why they're going to have a, a party. And park.
0: it's a. And it's a. It's your. It's your average crew of '80s um, people in a, a '80s teenagers. Yes. They all look forty-five. Yep. But you know what? The more we watch these '80s movies, and, and I, I love these '80s horror movies. I want to think um, '80s horror movies, I'm like fully mumbled. I want to think that it's not that they all are so old. It's just that in hindsight those people look so much older
1: that in the 80s were a little bit of a harder time we were yeah. we were not taking quite as good of care of ourselves sure um, we had just introduced the food pyramid so i'm not sure that everybody was getting in their <laughs> All the amount of nutrients they needed. They just introduced the food pyramid. They just invented jogging.
0: Which which is not even a... Th- which. In hindsight, we know the food pyramid isn't really accurate.
1: Correct. No, please. If you are still eating based on the food pyramid, please um, stop if that. If you're
0: old enough to know what the food pyramid is at this point...
1: Oh, my. Don't date me.
0: Don't. Yeah. No, seriously, don't. Um, they, they pull up... And, and I'm just trying to think of a couple of things that stuck out. Because one of the hard things is following through this movie.
1: It is. So they they've gotta go get some beer.
0: Yep. And there's a, a line where a character says, Give me five dollars and he goes, Five dollars? What is this? This is beer, not champagne. Oh, which my. makes me want to go, what did champagne cost in the eighties? I mean, I know I can get some cheap shit.
1: Maybe they're drinking the champagne of beers.
0: I guess so. What did beer cost in the eighties? Like if they were gonna buy like a like a like a case.
1: I would guess somewhere in like the two fifty to three fifty dollar range.
0: We'll have to We'll have to look that up.
1: You know what? We'll have to ask <laughs> my parents. My parents would know.
0: Yeah, your, your parents would be... My parents 80- are
1: old. They, my, they've reached that age where they know how much anything costs at any given time.
0: Oh, right.
1: they just... It's just recall. You know, yeah. back in my day, I remember when gas was. See, this
0: would have been 1986. So this was the year I was born, which would put my parents at 24 and 25.
1: So you were about two months old when this movie came out. Probably. It came out in November of 86. 86? Yes. Oh, okay,
0: yeah. So I was like two months old. So my parents were like 24 and 25. So
1: keep in mind, this was the week or two before Thanksgiving that this had its theatrical release.
0: Jesus Christ, really? They, so this was a holiday movie.
1: This was technically Do a holiday movie. Do you know how many
0: screens it opened on? I couldn't find that information. I couldn't
1: find it. I don't think that they want us to know. Couldn't
0: have been a lot. But I mean, this is clearly a movie that fits into that whole era and genre. And that's why I like it. Um, like I did enjoy it. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm not sure that I'm going to watch it a whole lot more. But I do. I did. I had a great time, and I'll and I'll explain more why in a minute. But okay, my other question is: is that that guy in the van? The, the, the doofus guy? guy. Yes. He looks like Drew Carey.
1: Okay. Yes. And I wrote
0: know. down fake Drew Carey. Like he looks like a really young Drew Carey.
1: He does. Um, and somehow drunker. it's not. No, it's definitely not.
0: I thought for a second it was. I was convinced that it was.
1: Absolutely not. He's
0: the guy in like the gray sweatshirt, which every movie has. He's like the bulky guy. He, he's the fat guy, but he's not fat. If you notice a difference in the background noise, it's because I forgot to turn my air purifier off before we started recording. I just didn't even hear it. So I'm sure you're going to hear that, and I'll do my best to take some of it out. But uh, anyway, I wanted to call attention to it. I just used to do this for a living, you know. You're a professional. Technically, I'm supposed to be.
1: Used to be a professional.
0: Yeah. Um, so we see fake Drew Carey um and they go in to get their beer or i almost said get their champagne <laughs> and then uh this
1: is when we meet steven yes
0: this is when we meet our our other our actual sort of one of the three protagonists
1: steven's out on a jog and his dog gets away from him yep. uh, elvis mm-hmm. uh also referred to as dog gets away and finds <sighs> the girls in the van
0: because that's what you do. Well, you train. So this guy has serious game. Like he is nothing but game.
1: He is nothing but game. I bet he trained his dog to sniff out the smell of those girls. Oh
0: no. Well, look, here's <laughs> No. <laughs> that's That's uh no? that is a theory. That is one theory. And you're entitled to that theory.
1: Welcome to my universe. And I
0: appreciate you for it. Come on. Um no, that's probably exactly his bit. But he he This guy has serious 80s comic energy very much. Like he seems like a guy who's been doing like a com- the comedy circuit trying to get a sitcom.
1: Again, he's doing 90% of the work when he's on screen.
0: He is just bits on bits on bits. He's got jokes, he's got bits. It's all he does. And his first move is a joke. It is. So that he runs up to the to the to the women in the van and he goes, I'm going to call them women because they ain't all, they definitely are not young enough to actually be girls even though they're playing them.
1: They're not girls and they're definitely not ladies.
0: Yeah. They um they're they're not a girl.
1: Not yet. Not yet a, a woman.
0: woman. Yeah. I'd say so. God that's an accurate descriptor. Um so the dog runs up to the van and the girl goes, Um, what's your dog's name? He says Dog. And she says, Oh, that's a weird name. And he says,
1: Well, I thought about naming her cat.
0: Ha ha ha, I'm hilarious. <laughs> and then their boyfriends or whatever come out and get back in the van and he goes off and they have their their whole little Get Say out of the way night, bro
1: Steven girls yeah. as he slams the van door shut
0: and then they drive off so we have this is the first I think this might be the second hard cut or is this the first this is the first hard cut to something completely different
1: well this is when the third movie starts
0: yeah so now we go to the um
1: this is when we meet Paula
0: we meet Paula here okay so this is what's confusing is sometimes this movie just It cuts to an area where there was definitely supposed to be other footage, and there is not other footage. Correct. And it just cuts there, as if as if they wrote, "Cut to this next scene," and that is crazy.
1: Cut to the other side of town with this character you've never seen before, who
0: who's filming things. At first, I was like, "Do we have another cam girl situation?" Because last time in Tammy the T Rex, it ended on basically a cam girl moment. But no, she's a nerd.
1: See, I was... She's ex- a movie nerd. I was expecting some kind of um, Scooby-Doo scheme where she was creating all these monsters herself with her mind.
0: I was looking for so many reasons for the monsters to come, but I just want to give you guys a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched this movie and you want to know where these monsters came from, you won't ever find that out because it never, ever, 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 ever once gets mentioned in the movie.
1: No, you will never be satisfied.
0: Um, So we cut to Paula, who is... I got to be honest, Paul is my favorite character in this whole movie.
1: Hands down, the best character. She's the best character. I want to be friends with her.
0: She's clearly the analog to the writer because everything she does is referential, everything. Yes. She's got, you, you look at her little weird room and it's full of memorabilia and like licensed memorabilia that I don't think they licensed for this movie. No, And they, they give it screen time too. Like, and
1: there, there's Harrison Ford shout out on. Oh, a movie there's poster. a Blade Runner
0: poster in the background. And this is 86. The problem with that many movie references at this time for me is that it sets this movie at a specific time and lets you rem- and wants to remind you that these other movies exist. Yes. And, and I am like in the stuff that we, that I've written, this, this movie got me in a place where I was really, really considering the things you've given me as far as notes. And then actually a lot of people have given me as notes on scripts that I've written that, um, when I, when I, when I, genuinely think i'm done with a script (laughs) and then someone gives me a note on the like third or fourth draft that's like cool can't wait to see the next draft Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh shit Mm -hmm. so it it leaves these things out and i think it's because they didn't have a choice because the footage just isn't there but man there's there's things in it where it's just like they don't they don't not only they not tell you why they don't show you why
1: they don't even try
0: so what has happened is they have incidentally given me a time period that this is movie is being shot in. So it's letting me know that all the effects I see, all the storytelling and all the stuff e- exists in a world where all these better movies exist.
1: Don't remind me that there's a 10 out there. I'm in the Midwest, my Midwest 10 and you're showing, I mean, come sure, on,
0: sure. Make a reference to it, make a passing reference yes. to it. But the character, um, uh, Paula, Her bedroom has all these movie monsters around. On the shelf, there's uh, a little E.T. I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of Spielberg references there. Mm -hmm. You've got Blade Runner poster. She's wearing, her and her friends are all wearing um, Nostromo hats from Alien, Mm -hmm. like the trucker hats that they're wearing. Um, Which I would like
1: one of those. I know, it's
0: great. They, They make them. You can get them. Um, like satin Nostromo hats, and she's wearing it. This drove me crazy because she's clearly an older actress. They've got her wearing it like way too big and turned fully to the side, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style to make her look like a younger kid. But how old is she? Because we find out, when I see her at first and she's talking to her mom, like, I'm going to bed, mom. I think she's 13, 12,
1: Because she's tiny.
0: Because, well, one, she's tiny, but the way she's interacting with her mom, the way she's interacting with her little friends, and they're all on their bikes, she's a... She looks... If you haven't watched this, imagine Stranger Things. That's what this is.
1: She looks like a kid from the Stranger Things. Yep,
0: And she acts like it, dresses like it, does everything like it. It's like the kids from Stranger Things.
1: But it's also as though... Allison Becker or Super Eight. And okay, okay, okay. Kate whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes! that is exactly what I was thinking. And made into a tiny little Easter egg <laughs> of a character.
0: That is exactly what I was thinking. It's Allison Becker uh, from Parks and Rec and everything else. She plays Shauna Malway Tweep, um, and uh, Kate McCoochie from uh, Garfunkel and the notes. notes. They had a, they had, they had this this tiny little girl baby, and she ex- it looks like a carbon copy of the two of them mashed together. Yes, it's all I could think about. But she also has this very mature face.
1: She really does. She has a 30 year old's face. Mm-hmm with a 12-year-old body.
0: And I have no idea how old she was because I can't find any information about this actress. This actor disappeared. She only did this movie according to the internet and then didn't do anything else.
1: Well, from the sound of things this was probably such a poor experience. I don't blame her.
0: Yeah, so she she disappeared, but she's one of the best actors in this whole movie and she I thought she was great. The problem is I really wish I knew how old she was because she's like she's she looks like a little teeny tiny teeny tiny girl in the way that the way they dressed her and the way that she, she looks that way in a way that like porn actresses who are supposed to be playing little bubbly teenagers look like that. Well, you know what I mean? Like
1: itty bitty body, big head syndrome.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's like they can play these little tiny people, but like in, not in a way that's actually believable, but in a way that's Kinda like, like Andy, gross. Anna Kendrick in a
1: Kendrick. And that like you're itty bitty. You or look I like guess, you're in high school. But in a then way, those bazoongas tell us a different story. In a
0: way. But the, like if you see this, actress who plays Sophie, actor who plays Sophie, from any angle, she looks a different age. Yes. Like, every, every angle is something different. So... When you get kind of past that and they've got her really um, kitted up with the way that she dresses and everything. But it's all these movie references with her. She's clearly like some sort of filmmaker.
1: And she's got to go to bed because she's got a big day tomorrow.
0: Right. Her and her friends are making uh, making a movie. Mm-hmm. She's got her mm-hmm. little video camera. And none of this is really outlined. But you kind of have to just infer it because they they clearly left stuff out. Because she goes to see her friends And there's a lot. Later.
1: She does. But there's a lot of visual storytelling in her room.
0: But we're looking for it. I don't know how much of it was. I feel like there are things that might have gotten attention drawn to more. You know what I mean? In terms of her storytelling. But like they did. The only character they were able to develop was this one. And I think it was an accident.
1: Someone in production just brought everything they owned. Yeah. To set this day. It's
0: all, it's all current memorabilia of the era.
1: Yes. But from here we go back to the park where right. our van party is happening. Right. And... I have to say, mark your clocks, go find, again, I'm going to mention it, eight minutes and 15 seconds because we live up to our R rating with our first shot of boobs.
0: Whoa, wait a minute. Were there even boobs? Because something I noticed toward the end of this movie, I was like, there's no nudity in this movie.
1: Oh my God. There's one pair of boobs and I marked it because it was the only pair of boobs, in my opinion... This one shot of boobs of these two characters making out in the forest mm-hmm. is the only reason this film got it rated R.
0: <clears throat> is it the one... Is it the guy who is getting blown standing up? Yes. Okay. I didn't see that nudity. I might have written something down. But that's the only nudity in this entire movie if that's the case.
1: Also, I made a note... And there's
0: very little actual blood.
1: We're talking about... We, we mentioned before... Like gore. One of the friends, the friend with the curly hair who is... Uh, pushing uh our main character Natalie along and and bugging her pops yeah. in and out a little bit. Is it bit? that you want
0: to say this line that I want to know if it's the same one I wrote down? So the very first line, and by the way, if you hear barking in one of our dogs, we have a puppy who's what 8 months?
1: 9 months.
0: 9 months and he does not like being in the crate and still hearing us from the other side. But um so the the girl in the van says, "Sue's crazy. She's not on the pill or anything." when they go off to have sex I that died. made me laugh I knew really I could feel
1: hard. you looking at me when she said that line and we weren't in the same room nor were we looking watching at the same time
0: Like this this whole scene is so token that it reminds me of like it's every scene from every Friday the 13th It's you know what it is it's the scene in F- Jason X when do you've seen Jason X right I believe so The really bad one Jason in Space Yes Okay so when in the end of that movie when they <clears throat> when they trap Jason in the their like holodeck thing, and have the holograms come up of Camp Crystal Lake to like make him think, and then that's when he puts the girl in the sleeping bag and sits When those girls are like, "Hey, do you want to do drugs? Or we love drugs. Or how about yes. some premarital sex? We love premarital sex. That's what this scene is. That it is one hundred percent just this scene.
1: It ends with her saying to Natalie, she's probably the last virgin in San Fran." which is how you know they're not shooting this in San Francisco because no one who lives in San Francisco has ever referred to it as San Fran.
0: I know they're one of those later. Um, so right after... Okay, so right after the um, the that line, which is the, the line after the one that I wrote down, which is hilarious, we cut to everyone off having sex, right? Mm-hmm. We've got so our sinners. Everyone is sinning off in the woods. They're drinking and having sex.
1: I do have to say... Lisa is such a Samantha in this scene. Who's Lisa? The off character who is pushing her to have sex.
0: Okay. Those characters, none of them matter because they're all about to die. Every last one of them. So I didn't even write down any of their names because they killed them so fast. So everyone's off having sex. They cut back to... So the first thing that you see of these maniacs is they are like stalking through the woods. And here's the first time I thought... In any good as as someone who's very familiar with horror movies and has written a few things I know what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. They show these guys in the woods, mm-hmm. but they're going to be a fake out. This is a MacGuffin. These are some friends of theirs who are going to scare them, right? right? That's what you're supposed to do. They show them dragging stuff through the woods. They don't show the monster yet. And I and I literally wrote down is this like a proto-larping freak out like in the in the forest? And then I literally wrote down update nope because (laughs) i thought that they would fake us out Mm -hmm. and then we would have another beat before we see the maniacs again because that's what every slasher movie does
1: well they did give us one
0: or we wouldn't even see the maniacs at all because we haven't even established them yet we showed them kill somebody and haven't established them at all
1: no we have no idea that something strange is afoot right in the golden gate park no however we do have one jokester in the group who is trying to jump scare his friends with some firecrackers. Yeah. That is their weak attempt to give our, hopefully, protagonists a a scare.
0: At this point in the movie, I'm still looking for a protagonist.
1: You are, yes. I haven't found one yet. There is not one yet. Nope. No.
0: I think it might be this group of kids. I feel like this group of kids are going to do something here. But they don't. They just start having sex and then the maniacs show up Like right after I think this is going to be a fake out, they immediately show the entire bad guy and they start killing people.
1: Yes. Up close and personal. Up close
0: in sort of like sort of lit. In fact. That's why earlier when you were like, this is the best you'll ever see them lit in the cards. I'm like, I disagree because (laughs) I saw them constantly in this movie.
1: And in this particular sequence, we pop open a sixer and we knock six people out right away
0: immediately and i started to count and then stopped
1: oh you know i counted and you know i wrote down the order in which everyone died because <laughs> they are all unique sinners okay okay of their own
0: so let's let's run them down real quick and there's one in particular that made me laugh so the first one that dies is
1: the first one that dies is our drunk passed out
0: fake drew carry yes so fake drew carry this is the one that weirded me out because he's making out with his girl Chugging beer, yes. And then he's like, "I'm gonna go take a piss," yes. But he didn't say that. He just got up and walked out. So, just I want you to bear in mind, if you haven't seen this, all of these people we're talking about are not really talking or having a conversation. We're no. just cutting to them doing various sexual activity yes. or some sort of they, n- they meandering. Have
1: some type of debauchery going on. They're
0: just kind of hanging out, right? They're not even de- they're not even doing that much sexual stuff. Like not even like a Friday the Thirteenth. They're no. just hanging out in the park yes. drinking. But
1: they're they're drinking and they're underage. And
0: Drew Carey guy who gets killed first, mm-hmm. why does he go to pee and then just lay down?
1: He just passes out. So,
0: But not even like passes out. He like pees, sees a clearing, goes, this looks like a good spot, like in his head, sits down and just lays down to take a nap. I'll and nap leaves here. that girl sitting on the bench.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. He's either too drunk or is just avoiding having...
0: And when he does die, we have our first recurring theme of these things that I don't understand. Never will. He gets blood drops on his face in a close-up. And then they kill him.
1: I don't... I, I wonder if it's the monsters <coughs> themselves or, like, dripping?
0: It's the monster themselves. Because usually, in, in, a, in a better movie, they... You would have, like, a... He would be underneath someone who's hanging. Yeah, You know what I mean? From a meat hook they or something. They would have
1: established this or paid it off in right. some way. Right. And they didn't at all. No, they did neither of those things here. And up next, our second death is our blowjob given lady.
0: <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, I forgot about this couple completely when I saw that death. And I was like, is he getting blown right now? And then, then she dies.
1: Yes. They take her head off. And then they... Uh, Presumably
0: with his penis in it.
1: Oh, yeah. The whole thing.
0: I, Um, yes, I don't even know, know.
1: but we have to cut away from him because we have another death, right? The, um, the recipient dies of the, the recipient of the (laughs) blowjob. Okay. And then we cut to the motorcycle guy. He fights back. This is where motorcycle guy fights back. Our Characters kind of have a little bit of mock, a little bit of moxie. And going. I thought,
0: okay, this must be one of our protagonists, he must get away because he's the first one to fight. You nope. think,
1: nope, nope, doesn't happen. And then the guy with the fireworks, the pest, he is killed, right? And he fights back as well. He, he does, does that a little bit, great shot where he shoves the Roman candle into the monster's chest. The monster is completely unaffected.
0: Yep, see, okay, I also said that I would really like to, um that these all seem like mutant village people.
1: Oh, you're so right. So I was like, oh,
0: okay. So are they doing like a village people thing and then they're monsters though? Like, is that where this came from? Because it kind of has this vibe of that.
1: It does. And all they want to do is dance, but they can't get into the After Hours Club. They're just trying to get to the club.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like this was a, because there's no backstory for these monsters in this movie. None. No. They are there for, we did. I don't find out where they actually are coming from until the end of the movie, even though they showed us. At no point did they did they. We'll get there. <clears throat> so, um, they kill the people. We cut back to um, uh, what's her name, Natalie, mm-hmm. in the van, and she's listening to the radio. The second clue of when of this is not in San Francisco because the DJ on the radio says Frisco. Yes, and in fact, later on, there's a there's a, a security guard who's listening to a ball game, and the D, the DJ says Frisco. Yes, and no one from San Francisco calls it Frisco.
1: No, it is blasphemy.
0: <clears throat> so, like it it that was weird, but they um also doesn't really look like Golden Gate Park. I think that's Hancock Park.
1: Yeah, that's definitely Hancock Park
0: in L.A. Um, you got the mutant village people that kill people. Okay, so so this is where. We start to see all the bad guys. They're converging on the van. This is our first like tension moment in the Mm -hmm. movie.
1: I do have a moment where I am genuinely creeped out from that POV of her in the van. The monsters are coming at her. And the Planet of the Apes Reject jumps out of the tree.
0: Oh, you mean Unfrozen Horny Caveman? Oh,
1: my God.
0: Unfrozen Horny Caveman is my favorite monster in this
1: movie. He's my favorite monster, too.
0: He looks also kind of like Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk.
1: Actually, I take that back. He's my second favorite
0: monster. Actually, I do, too. There's some better ones, but I really <laughs> enjoy the amount that they of use they got out of Unfrozen Horny Caveman. Unfrozen Horny Caveman is definitely played by multiple people because He changes fully changes looks. Because some of these guys are under full prosthetics. Yes, some of them
1: are he's there's a lot of body showing. He's painted.
0: He genuinely looks like Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk in the seventies. And then every
1: once in a while he looks like Steve Urkel. Um
0: yeah, he does. And then, so they they all converge on the van and they beat the bejesus out of this van, right? Oh,
1: they go riot on this van. One of
0: them's on top. They start poking holes in it, breaking the glass.
1: They almost turn this van over.
0: One of them takes a, a like a saw thing to it. He hits it with an ax. And then, and she's, she does, she tries to she tries to escape by turning the key. Key's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. This is what you need to do. <clears throat> she's trying to get someone's attention because mm-hmm. I think that other guy hasn't died yet. Mm-hmm. Fireworks guy, maybe. No, no. Cause her friend ran off to get him. She gets shot with that. Uh, Correct. Yeah. The archer guy. They
1: lampoon the football and the football guy. And harpoon. Yeah, they harpoon. I apologize. If they lampooned, lampooned the football, they weird. would have made fun of it. Yes.
0: Um, that is really funny. They Harvard lampooned that football. <laughs> which is Harvard's football team, actually. That is. The yes. Lampoon. Yes. Um, the Harvard Lampoons. Their mascot's
1: the whale, right?
0: Yeah because you know because you lampoon a whale yeah you definitely don't harpoon it no (laughs) they have this cool magazine though called the harvard harpoon yes it's completely different yes um so they so her move now is to lock all the doors
1: well it's either that or hide under the covers and she doesn't have any covers to hide under.
0: I, i thought the same thing okay so her maneuver was to lock all the doors shut the door and curl up in a ball in the corner and get ready to die.
1: A girl after my own heart.
0: But it was like, but what she was doing was just like the, the idea. I looked at that as, oh, she's hiding under the covers.
1: Yes, I can't see you, you can't see me.
0: But I don't think they did that on purpose. I just think that was a happenstance of, but see, that's the thing. This movie is not finished. It is definitely an unfinished movie. It's unfinished.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely unfinished. And it it this literally is, where is, but we know it is. We know it is. And
0: that's what's so frustrating.
1: <laughs> this is where we get our first inkling of how to fight these maniacs because there's a crack of bright lightning and all of a sudden they disappear.
0: Oh, is that what happened in yes. the van? Okay, because there's bright actually flash. there's a bright flash, but very quickly is followed by the convenience police. Correct. How quick did they show up?
1: so fast
0: so fast that i didn't even realize they disappeared from the lightning
1: it took me a moment and i had to be like wait, wait i thought they just and they're... then we get the fake out we were hoping for earlier you know,
0: that is the only one in the whole movie
1: and it's the convenience police
0: it's the cops who happen to be around lots of them
1: and it's like Ma'am, it's like three cops right there's two cops okay and it's like, ma'am, what's the problem?
0: Yeah. And she's in a van that's clearly been vandalized by fucking monsters. Like, it looks like an animal attack and a gang both attack the van. Yes. And they're like, what the hell?
1: So, cut to immediately the police station. They they take her away to the police station, and we've got to get her in for questioning.
0: And they do, sort of.
1: Kind of. They more skeptically listen to her talk. and They listen
0: to a tape.
1: They listen to... No, I thought they were on the other side of the glass, like, watching her. Yeah, but I thought they
0: were were playing back a tape.
1: They did keep an audio recording of it for him to come back to.
0: Because the only thing we hear from them is, no, we see her saying it. Yes. And then, but then they immediately cut to them playing the tape and her in another room yes so that's a weird cut and i see what they're trying to do there so what they're trying to do was have them interrogating her have her go to another place to wait for her friend and then they cut to the room with a lieutenant listening to
1: it yes this sergeant is <clears throat> a real pos
0: no lieutenant they say it
1: oh later they call him a sergeant
0: did they because i swear they said lieutenant devin
1: later in the third act they call him a sergeant
0: okay well he got a promotion
1: well he deserved it
0: and actually, wait a minute. No, he got a demotion. He what's higher, lieutenant or sergeant? Lieutenant's hired than sergeant.
1: You ask me, like I know these things. I don't
0: know. I don't know military things, guys.
1: So he's immediately skeptical. He's thinking this is alcohol or drugs. All he knows is that there are six kids missing, and mm-hmm. he has a problem on his hands. But this chick clearly is not telling him the truth. By the
0: way, there are only three. There are only four things I know. I know. Um, I know cadet. I know lieutenant. I know commander and I know captain.
1: I know detective. I also
0: know ensign, and that's because of Star Trek. If there's anything in between, I don't know what it is. I know nothing about real militaries.
1: I know ma'am and sir,
0: and uh, like Call of Duty or something.
1: When in doubt, call everyone sir.
0: Yes, everyone gets called sir. So, so yeah. So they listen to her story and they immediately think she's insane.
1: My favorite is when he is like, I, uh, I don't believe her then he but he wants to see what the sunrise what brings. the
0: sunrise brings okay i thought that was weird too that's what that's a sergeant lieutenant lieutenant sergeant devon says
1: does he know more than he's letting on
0: that's what i thought right i felt like he knows something it, it seemed this whole movie like the cops are in on this But I don't think
1: they actually were. I think that we're trying to read into this more than we should.
0: But there's stuff we don't know because they didn't film it. And that's why this is confusing. So they said that. And he's clearly saying, I think he's really saying, let's see in the daylight if we can find these kids. I think he thinks something notorious, like something nefarious happened. Um She's involved in it and we're going to go find the bodies or the evidence. in the She daylight.
1: is so drunk and drugged up. She doesn't even know what she's talking. That's about. what he thinks. That's He's what they all the think. Silly girl.
0: It's the 80s. And then. Um,
1: so she has to get picked up and she gets taken, taken home. Taken home by her friend. What do her parents do? Okay.
0: That's my first thing. I they said. They
1: gallivanting I said, along Europe.
0: I wrote down a wow. An affluent white girl protagonist. Because I was ready for this to be the movie.
1: Can you believe Because
0: it, it seemed a lot like. But when I say an affluent white girl protagonist, I don't mean like, like in like Nightmare on Elm Street. They live in a nice house,
1: sure, but but they it's don't, not a mansion. They don't live in a giant house with a wrought iron gate. She
0: lives in like a gated mansion, like with mini mansion service. with yeah, and a pool, like a huge pool,
1: huge pool, which, and her parents are. Going they're, yes, they they're just in left Europe. Paris, and they just got to Rome.
0: Yep, So she, she has her full on. Uh,
1: so she's in the mansion all by herself. Yeah,
0: listening to the most technologically advanced answering machine I've ever heard because it didn't just go like Beep. like okay. So in the eighties, there were these things called answering machines. It was voicemail before and that was voice that was on a cassette tape. And um, a little tiny mini cassette tape, which I miss mini cassette tapes.
1: Oh, my God. Weren't they so precious? I love mini cassette tapes. And you can use your pinky to rewind them.
0: They were teeny tiny, but the little mini ones, the micro ones. Yeah, they were too
1: small to use a pencil to rewind.
0: I wanted them all the time because I wanted to be a spy so bad for like a minute when I was a kid.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Anytime I thought about spy stuff, I wanted to be a spy for that moment. Sure. Kind of like how I also wanted to be a paleontologist Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of other shit. Or a magician but I don't say musician. I was like, well, I've kind of tried that <laughs> you going did on, do that. on. I do that sometimes. Um and yeah, or a magician or whatever. But the but I wanted I had those little mini tape recorders, the little sure. micro cassette voice recorders, you know. Sure. But uh, but um and I used to play with answering machines that had those in them. But I've never heard one do like a full-on Star Trek like whoop sound.
1: I was so distracted by the sound that this answering machine Me made. Me too. In fact, I want to record this sound and make it my new text message sound or my new voicemail sound.
0: Okay, well, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to play a little clip right here of, of that, the answering machine. Also, you can hear, I'll put the whole clip in of the answering machine and her. We're going to end up playing a lot of clips from this episode because I don't necessarily expect that you're going to watch this. I hope you do because it's a good time. Um, it's confusing. Don't try to pay attention, but it's a good time. So I'm going to put a clip in here of, of that weird answering machine so you can hear the noise. Hi, darling. Hal and I are having a wonderful time. We left Paris last night, and you can now reach us at the Rome Carlton. We'll see you in a few weeks. Oh,
1: don't forget your dentist appointment next week. Hugs and kisses, sweetheart. Bye. And I love the sound that Answer Machine makes. She considers calling her parents back. She contacts the operator. However, she says, fuck it, apparently, and just quietly hangs up.
0: And then goes, puts on her bathing suit. She's going to go to the pool by herself at night.
1: And this, I can relate.
0: But she just experienced this insane trauma. And she's like, I'm going to go outside by the pool.
1: Yes. I'm going to go swim in the dark where I can't see.
0: She's watched her friends get murdered.
1: This is where we have the Actually, next- Actually,
0: it's unclear. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's unclear how how much she saw.
1: I don't know how much she saw. She saw think?
0: the monsters.
1: She definitely saw the monsters, and she knew her friends were just gone because they had guerrilla warfare mentality where they took everything with them.
0: You know what? And her friend who got shot with the arrow ran off before yes. she saw it. Yes. So she was to the other side of the van when she got hit with the arrow. Yes. Okay. So she just thinks her friends disappeared or something bad happened.
1: And after talking to the police, she's convinced that maybe she's crazy. Right. She Maybe they are- Okay. She, maybe- this didn't happen, maybe feel, she's blowing things out of proportion.
0: I feel like that you just massage that into being because that kind of is what would make the most sense. So I I'm going to go with it. I try. And I think a lot of the things, a lot of the assumptions we make in this episode are going to be based on us just sort of putting the pieces together of what we can like this movie is a mystery not in that like there's a mystery you need to solve but like the plot is a mystery this
1: movie is kind of like a jigsaw puzzle and you're missing a third of the pieces yes so we took the other pieces of a puzzle and got all of them wet and now we're smushing them together yeah
0: well and what's funny is there is definitely a um there's a first, second and third act to this movie. They, it, there has, are acts it has it has it it has three acts, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an epilogue and a prologue. Mhm. The problem is each one of those acts is missing big chunks. Huge. And so they don't connect. And even within the act it doesn't always connect.
1: So this is the next scene where we have a really <coughs> beautiful shot. This shot of her derobing yep. and walking to the pool. And
0: I immediately thought we were going to get boobs here. Or at least uh, nude, skinny dipping. Like I thought we were going to get a butt or some boobs, something. Because this is what you would do in this movie. I was
1: hoping for full bush, but clearly (laughs) it did not deliver. You're not going to get it in this movie. And this is where we first get a sign that these maniacs. And I'm still waiting for them to be maniacal.
0: Right. They've done. They've done nothing but be stalky monsters.
1: Creepy, stalky, slow monsters. Our favorite. Unthawed. The
0: United you? Nations of monsters. Okay, this is the first time that we find uh, find out how horny unfrozen cave un, horny unfrozen horny caveman is
1: because he's watching her in her moment. Yep, getting un unrothed. Yep, and it, he's about to grab her, and then she dives into she the dives pool. She dives into the pool, and then he creepily watches her swim.
0: He watches her for a while, and then he doesn't make any movements. But see, here is where. It gets confusing because then she gets up onto a raft.
1: Yes. She jumps on the donut
0: and lays back and closes her eyes. Yes. And at this point, the blood drips happen on her forehead, just like fake Drew Carey. Yes. And you think uh, that that caveman's going to get her. Oh, he's going to get her. Except for the part where I wrote down, this is a dream sequence. And And then as soon as the blood rain started... I went, yep, it's a dream sequence. And then guess, because it starts raining blood. Yes. With the blood drops.
1: And she can't get out of the pool. She's trying. Freaking out. For some reason, apparently blood messes with the buoyancy of what I'm presuming is her saltwater pool. Exactly. And she can't get out.
0: And then guess what happens? She wakes up. She wakes up in the same position we left her, but it's raining. It is actually raining. It's
1: actually raining. And you do know that I wrote down with a star next to it. I've had this nightmare before. Blood rain? Blood rain while I'm in the pool. What? Yep, I had that nightmare.
0: Okay. While you were in the, did you have it in the pool?
1: No, I was dreaming that I was in a in pool the pool, right? And but really, I think I just had to pee.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, good thing you didn't, because I, I remember being a kid. And did you ever? Did you ever wet the bed as a kid?
1: You know, I didn't.
0: Okay, I did. It wasn't like a regular, like I was a bedwetter. It was just like that. You're a kid. And every once in a while, there's an accident.
1: I am famed. (laughs) Because I know
0: some people are bedwetters as as a kid.
1: Sometimes it's psychological. Sometimes it's sensory. There are several reasons and legitimate reasons. And sometimes it's totally okay.
0: Yeah, but...
1: I just wasn't one of those kids.
0: I had a couple of times where it happened, but it would be in my dream.
1: You had to go I had to to
0: pee, pee and I would just start peeing somewhere in a bathroom. And then wake up and i had wet the bed.
1: See, it takes two or three of those dreams and then I wake up and it's, oh my God, I have to go.
0: See, one time I remember specifically, I was in my dream. I was in my grandmother's bathroom and we're at my grandmother's house in Louisiana. I'm in this old bathroom and I've got to pee. And uh, I used to go, side story, I used to go in my grandmother's bathroom. And this is the time when I wanted to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be everything as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a scientist and like a, like a like but like a sci-fi movie scientist sure. and make concoctions. I Bill was always Nye. making I was always making concoctions. That was my thing. So and, were you uh,
1: wanting to be a witch <clears throat> or a scientist? A little bit
0: of both. Mad scientist sure. I think. Yeah. And um I slash businessman slash paleontologist slash uh car- like ninja for a little while. Superhero. Um never really superhero so much. Oh, okay. Maybe if you. I could be like Wolverine or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or a ninja turtle. Raphael mm-hmm. in particular. Yes, ninja. Cuz he's cool but rude. Yeah um you gotta have some wit but yeah you know i mean well when you look at him i like cool but rude michelangelo he's a party dude and i i don't know that i can hang with that for like a long time especially not at this age
1: it's exhausting
0: um so i was so in this dream i i see the toilet oh so i would go in my grandma's bathroom all the time and uh like mix together her like just shit she had in her cabinet which sure. is horribly dangerous because she's an old woman at the time. She's
1: So you're mixing cleaning products and perfumes and makeup. I,
0: perfumes and, and iodine and like old time. Rubbing like,
1: alcohol. Like
0: like depression era fucking um, medicines. You know what I mean? She like, probably
1: had borax under there.
0: Yeah, but this is just in her bathroom cabinet. So it's usually stuff that was like medicines and shit. I wasn't drinking it. I was just trying. I was just mixing it like into beakers.
1: Seeing what would foam. I
0: would literally do it. And then I would go spray it on like anthills to see if it worked as a as an ant killer.
1: Did you ever make a giant ant?
0: And then I would try to sell it to people in the neighborhood as um ant killer because I started businesses yes. called Ant Be Gone. Cartoons fucked me up because that made it po- seem possible sure. to do that. But yeah, of course it killed the ants. It was a bunch of fucking chemicals Hello? that I found. It was basically like bleach. Of course. Um, I'm lucky I didn't die. Yes. The uh, So I, I go to pee in the toilet and I realize I'm still telling the story. And then I, I look over and I see her bathtub and mm-hmm. I went, hmm. And just turn and started pissing in the bathtub in did this you, dream.
1: Did you cut off your stream or did no, you
0: just... No, I just, I was going to start peeing oh, and I okay. went, no, in this dream, I need to pee in that bathtub. And I did and woke up and was completely soaking. Well, you brain.
1: had to pee so much, even your subconscious knew you needed the size of the bathtub. Yes. That's the vessel you needed.
0: Yes. Um, and luckily it was on uh, a rubber, mat not, not a rubber sheets, but a, a mattress that had a protector on it because my great grandmother who had recently passed away had been staying there from time to time. Sure. Uh, and she was like a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so they put, you know, well, protectors you on point, this after mattress.
1: You start to go back yeah. to the, what, she the didn't
0: die in this bed. She would just stay there when she'd come in town.
1: I was saying that she could have wet it.
0: Yes. I but I'm know. saying. In hindsight, it sounds like she might have died in that bed that I slept in. She Uh didn't. Um, But yeah, so that was a weird time I peed the bed. So where were we talking about (laughs) my peed the bed story? Um, What the fuck? Where the fuck were we? We were at uh, the convenience of police was alive. Okay. The dream sequence. Oh, the pool dream sequence. Okay, right. So she comes out of the dream sequence. And my question to you is, because it's raining in the dream, just not blood.
1: Correct. And then she wakes up and it's real raining.
0: How much of that was a dream? At what point did she actually go into a dream state?
1: Well, I think that as soon as she laid down in the inner tube and closed her eyes, when the blood hit her head, I think is when it became dream, because when she woke up and it was raining, there was no blood that was being washed off of her.
0: So my question is, is, is Unfrozen Horny Caveman ever actually there? Because he's like the only one she saw.
1: She no I think that she he's saw a couple there. Like I think he's there because he's whacking it in the bushes.
0: Right. And that's and then the rain happened and then that's and why he And then he went. has to like disappear. So Which, that's our, but but here's I the thing. I am so
1: confused because they are so slow when they're stalking their prey. However, they are so fast when at When it the rains? Inkling of a rain.
0: Or water in general. Yes. But but the other thing is they and it's inconsistent what happens when they get wet. Because, as we see later, mm-hmm. one of them got their hand in some water and it was like a nightmare.
1: It was full on Wicked Witch of the West disease.
0: Yeah, in on the hand. And then later one of them gets killed that way, etc. We'll get to that. But needless to say... We technically don't know that rain kills them yet.
1: No, we don't know. But after this dream sequence, we have a real hard cut to the next morning. The police are finally at the scene. And
0: the only reason we know that is in hindsight, because in the moment when you see the rain and he disappears, you're like, oh, weird dream. You don't think for a second he must have gone away because of the rain. Correct. You don't think that at all. Even though they clearly had set something up to tell you more. Yes. They don't. Because it doesn't exist.
1: We're missing something.
0: here. So at this point. Sorry. You're good. At this point, it, we, we had to order another microphone. Katie's mic. Katie's currently using a microphone that's really just for instruments and amplifiers. So, uh, um, I
1: promise he's not keeping me in the closet. I just sound that way.
0: Yeah. And it actually doesn't even sound that bad. I just, I, cause I processed the shit out of it, but she's got a real funny setup. So she's like knocking stuff into it. Occasionally it's, it'll get remedied soon. I'm classy, but we're I'm in the smooth. middle of a, we're in the middle of an apocalypse times. Uh, so getting shipping in, it is... could be
1: here Friday. It could be here next month.
0: Exactly. Um, so they
1: the police are investigating the park and they're finding the slime and goop and everything. Yes.
0: So we cut. Okay. This was, I wrote, this was another hard cut. The pool dream cut hard to a slime spoon.
1: It looked like a sweetener. He yes. was just using a kitchen spoon to get the left. Like a plastic. Spoon. On, yes. A plastic spoon that you would get at a cafeteria. Yeah. And he's spooning this green slime into a Ziploc baggie.
0: Right. To be a sample.
1: And it looks like someone who doesn't want to waste their good leftovers that they dropped in the ground.
0: And the whole time I'm thinking about uh, Henry Zebrowski from last podcast on the left. How they have him and his sister Jackie have uh, the slime... Uh, or the slime crew or whatever the hell it is. Yes. Like because the slime squad because in, in their area of North Hollywood he keeps finding this weird slime all over the place which recently he said he thinks is just a heroin junkie throw up Oh, but, which you know, tracks.
1: That's the most likely. But he was
0: finding it in all these places and he thought it was a conspiracy so every time I see this I'm thinking about Henry Zabrowski finding slime in North Hollywood.
1: It is. It is. And then we learn very quickly that um, gossip flies fast in this town.
0: Yeah, well, the cops are, are, are collecting this stuff, and then they they sort of have an interaction. We, we first meet that one cop. Yes. Who, I don't know his name. He's nope. not Devon. He's not Lieutenant Sergeant Devon. He's another guy, but he's the guy that Devin talks to constantly.
1: He's the number two.
0: So they find the slime. And he's sort of the number two, but he doesn't have a lot of scenes, which I think is because of the production problems. And we'll get to that. But they cut to that. And and I realized something. So all of these cops seem like they're all in Tim Burton's Batman. So like every one of these cops seem like they're in, uh, like they're three years ahead of when this movie is shot in Burton's Batman. Like all the cops, the Gotham City PD, Mm -hmm. they have that arch cop attitude. Like Mm -hmm. they're in that Batman movie. And so the whole time, I'm just assuming that's the movie these characters are in. Right. And that's kind of how it feels. It does. Um. So anyway, yeah, we cut to, um, we cut to the school now, right?
1: Well, there's a conversation between two teens, one of a, a teenager who's friends with Paul or Paula rather, I apologize. Who's on, who is shooting the movie with her. He calls her to talk about this crazy shit that just went down at the park that he's hearing about. Right. His dad is one of the police officers.
0: Okay. I missed all of this.
1: This was a very quick insert. Don't know why.
0: Because they go back to it.
1: This is. After their, they go to another thing. They do. Because then they cut to the school. And Natalie so, is exhausted. But at we school. get
0: that little bit of information from the friend of Paula
1: because Paula goes to that's why Paula goes You're to right. school trying to talk to Natalie. So right. we open right. with them posting up this sign of the Battle of the Bands. Yep. It is um going to be really great. And I think that we should note only because we haven't yet that we are in October.
0: I was going to get to that. At no point did I recognize it was around Halloween.
1: There is one point where Paula is eating cereal in her kitchen before uh-huh. school and there is a uncarved pumpkin on the counter
0: because she's magically like a 13-year-old girl uh, with juniors in high school.
1: Yes. Okay. And then I'm not sure if it says on the poster that they should wear costumes or what, but um is it the we'll, one we'll, that we'll get to that.
0: Is it the one that Steven is sad stapling into the thing? There's a yes. really great sad stapling scene here.
1: He is the poutiest stapler and it's real precious because He's using it as an opportunity to kind of eavesdrop on Natalie and her friend talking in the hallway.
0: Yeah, and they're talking about what happened in the park.
1: Yes, and how tired she is and how she doesn't even really know what happened at this point. She's just, you know, she wants to get over it.
0: She's confused and she's too wealthy and attractive for this.
1: Yes. And this is when curious Kate Makuchi tries to ask her. What weird,
0: happened. weird quick aside, um, this actress who plays Natalie was married to um Miguel Ferrar, oh. who passed away a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, she was married to him for like all of the nineties, and you'd recognize him. He's technically George Clooney's cousin. Um, but you'd reckon he's a character actor. He's been in a million things. and uh, if off the top of my head, i I am drawing a blank, but I will tell you in a minute.
1: Sounds good. Um, and we have a couple, you know, awkward scenes here at the high school.
0: But this is where Paula shows up.
1: Yes, this is where Paula shows up. They're in the hallway. Stephen is on looking to this conversation and who become the three of them kind of become our protagonists in a way the amalgamation of the that's not a word but the three of them all together and they still aren't quite fully interacting in this and natalie just blows paula off really hard and this is when they all go to lunch and Steven's basically it's like it's like
0: what are you doing you little weirdo
1: yeah and steven's still watching from afar (laughs) Yes. He hasn't so, quite worked up the gall to ask her out yet.
0: Another thing that I had an issue with in this movie is because they don't develop any of the high school kids that much, I'm having trouble to f- uh, figuring out what the, the click system is. Like what, like where, I think I wrote this down <clears throat> at one point.
1: It's the 80s. They're all bullies.
0: Yeah. I said, what are the character roles in this high school? There aren't. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Katie I just slammed her head 80. into a guitar. Of all the guitars, you're gonna slam your head on. Don't slam your head on that one. That's the most expensive one. I know. Um, no, it's fine. Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. good.
1: She's more resilient than I am. To
0: be fair, if you had done that to any of the guitar, I would have immediately asked you if you were okay. But my initial honest response, and this is where we come back to this being couples therapy, I was more concerned about that guitar.
1: Did you immediately in the moment. think, Annie? Are you okay? And for those listening, you no, should I know I call this guitar Annie because it's a it's, Saint
0: Vincent uh, yes. signature. Music man, if anyone cares.
1: Annie, are you okay?
0: Um, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out the, the like cast, like the click system in the school. Because like so is Natalie Natalie's clearly like a popular girl.
1: Well, she's hot and wealthy, so what else is she gonna be? She's a
0: popular girl. Um Steven, we don't know enough about him yet, but at the same time, he's no. been shown to be a like a Like they made fun of him,
1: but he's snarky, so that means he has to be somewhat of a nerd.
0: But we find out he's the art—he's like artsy, uh, in touch with his like band, like emotions, rocker guy. Yeah, he's like songwriter guy.
1: He's like smooth rock, new wave guy. But they
0: don't put him in any sort of box, no. Which is weird because Steven
1: can't be boxed.
0: Yeah, but I'm but I'm looking for—I'm really looking for stereotypes in a movie that is supposed to be. Yes. This is this girl's character. This is this guy's character. And the problem is they killed all of them. They do. So like they set you up with all these stereotypes, killed every one of them except for one. So we spend this entire movie with just the final girl.
1: Anyone who has some type of um, peg leg or limp or eye patch or whatever it may be for the yeah. writer's world is immediately killed. Yes. Leaving you with everyone who they did not develop. Yes. And we do get one great character here who does not come back to the Is film. his
0: name Gene? Yes. I love this character. He's, he, I thought this guy was a, was, it was, he's the oldest character playing a teenager in this whole movie. I I thought he might be, when he started talking, I was like, oh boy, this guy's clearly a narc. In yes. high school terms, because he sounds like like a union worker yes. from the fucking Northeast.
1: He's the male version of Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Yeah,
0: he looks like he looks like a. He 30 looks like, years old. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's 30. He's been working in the. He's a plumber. Yep. He's got this accent. He's, he's really. He looks really like he's from Boston, but sounds like he's from the Bronx.
1: And he doesn't understand why Stephen hasn't asked out Natalie, even though no. she's way out of his league and he knows this. Yep. Yeah. And we get an opportunity for Steven to come to Natalie's rescue because one of the dead guys' sisters, Sisters. Raymond's sister, Donna, Mm -hmm. confronts Natalie. I don't know how
0: you knew all this info, because I I skipped these names because these people I expected these people to keep going. And as soon as I started to write their name down, I realized, oh, I'm never gonna see them again. I wrote down Jean though.
1: You know, we're different people. Clearly. So she confronts her, it makes a huge scene at lunch.
0: Calls. Oh wait, we haven't got What
1: there. happened to my brother? Yep. Completely calls her out, and she wants to know what was up with the police. And all Natalie can say is, "I'm sorry, your brother is dead."
0: Yeah, I, I don't know because she she genuinely really doesn't know. And it's pretty she, clear she doesn't actually know what
1: happened. I'm assigning some trauma to her. I'm not going to say it's great acting. But yeah. I'm what I'm reading is that she's traumatized and she just, at this point, she's, quest- she's starting to question herself.
0: She's experienced a trauma and she doesn't know how to handle it.
1: And this is where we have a... Uh, she's
0: got affluenza.
1: Yeah, she has affluenza and <laughs> her and Donna get into this fight. And the next thing we know, we're... Also
0: Donna, her accent she sounds like she's from New York too.
1: She is. Yeah. She's a Jersey girl. Like she's
0: got a full thick Jersey accent. To the point in which I wrote down, are these people all in the witness protection program? They because are. Because it seems like they've all been relocated to this one spot in Cal- Southern California. They were told it was from New uh, Jersey. They were told it was San Francisco. Yes. And that's the world they live in now.
1: Yes. And they also, as a out of a courtesy, were given the opportunity to repeat high school. Yes even though they're all in their 30s 100%. And after they get into this fight, we learn that Natalie gets kicked out of school via a voiceover, out of the best interest for the school and for her. They're going to suspend her until further notice.
0: And it makes no sense because she's done nothing.
1: She did nothing. Donna attacked her.
0: Donna attacked her. And then, but at this point, Stephen jumps up. This is where Stephen gets involved. Yes. So Stephen runs to her rescue and immediately gets called an F word Yes. Um. by Donna. Yes. Who I was like, whoa. And whoa. then this character disappears. So when she does that. Gene starts cheering it on. And when yes. Donna calls him an F word, Gene res- reacts to it in the best way ever. She called him that and he's like, Woo! <laughs> they cut to him when she hit that hard F. Yes. And like <laughs> and went, and he went,
1: woo. Jean was all of us when she dropped that maggot.
0: I was so excited, maggot. I was so excited, just for full reference, Katie said that with an M. Um, for full reference, Gene at this point, I'm like. I'm so excited we're going to get more Gene, and we never get any more Gene.
1: We don't get any more Gene, which I'm sad about because he doesn't even die. No. He's just gone.
0: He might have it the weird ending thing. Maybe. But... We'll see. So at this point, they cut back to... Um,
1: we get to go back to Paula.
0: We go to Paula. So Paula gets on her bike.
1: Now we know what Paula had for her big day the next day. Yeah. She's riding her bike, and this is where her and her friends meet in the cemetery to shoot a movie. Right. And it's some type of Dracula damsel
0: generic thing. But that kids really they're do. just
1: establishing that she can shoot her camera equipment works. Yep. She it's, is, it's, it's straight eclectic. up a
0: scene out of super eight. It really is. Um, and she's talking to her friends about, she's still, they're talking about this, this weird thing. Yes. With the high school kids. And they talk about, Okay, so this is where I get confused as to what happens next. So they've got this. I just started really writing down things I liked about them. Like, I like this is very Stranger Things and very Super 8. And then I this is where I really started talking about the, uh, the Nostromo hats.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a great one. And I think that part of what you're picking up is that it, as part of like Super 8 is a great reference because there has a little – there is this little bit of a – Home shot quality to it.
0: Well, and I, but what I mean by that is, is that these characters are like the kids in Super Eight. So I'm expecting these kids to get involved. It's going to be like a Goonies kind of vibe, mm-hmm. like an Amblin thing, you know, the like a full on on
1: board. So these kids are going to save the day. Steven Spielberg
0: Amblin thing, and none of that happens. No. So the these these kids are not important. All of her, none of her friends are important from here on out, mm-hmm. because at this point she goes away. She's done for the day, right? Yep. And this is
1: when we go back to Natalie immediately after
0: we immediately cut from this little bit of them talking about Mm -hmm. golden gate park.
1: And clearly there had to have been more to this section of them that they just did not shoot because we go back to Natalie where she receives a phone call of someone's parents harassing the hell out of her about their daughter.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And, and this is the other thing that I'm concerned about is this is when you learn that Natalie's been expelled Mm-hmm. and uh, are, you know, asked to stay home, mm-hmm. whatever that means, uh, because the, the clearly the um, natives are restless. It, I can't understand. Did, were you able to pick up on um, the timeline in this movie? Because I don't know how long time has been.
1: So I think that this is just later that afternoon. This is still the next day.
0: Everything seems like later that afternoon in this movie. So I think so, this
1: movie takes place over the course of three days.
0: Okay, that's the thing. It seems that way, but the way they play it, it, it takes coaster over like a week because there there's these areas that should be space mm-hmm. that don't exist in their time frame, like the way they cut it together, mm-hmm. but the way it's being acted is as though it's been a couple days. Sure. So, um, because why would what's his butt <laughs> be doing deliveries later the same day when they were at school?
1: Well, so it's not long after that because he's home noodling around the guitar and his sister yeah. comes in and dad needs help because a delivery guy's out
0: this is a different day
1: she wants to go shopping so he decides to del- he has to go deliver groceries but he makes the best out of it because yeah he but i'm gonna assume she's on the list but i'm
0: gonna assume this is saturday so i'm gonna assume that we have now cut from them doing their little video thing <clears throat> to a saturday at natalie's house where she gets called by these parents
1: see i just assumed it was like a Thursday afternoon.
0: Yeah, but why wouldn't homeboy be in school and why wouldn't his sister be in school? I don't know. And why would he be doing deliveries for his dad? At four o'clock Who clearly in the works, owns a grocery store, I'm going to assume.
1: Something of the sort.
0: Um, And so he goes to do deliveries after she gets berated by these parents, mm-hmm. to which her response is what it always is. I don't know.
1: No, her response like it always is, is either curl up and die or go hang out by the pool.
0: Yeah, because she goes to hang out by the pool. So now we get to see her in a two-piece bathing suit.
1: Yes, which we all appreciate. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. By the way, this was her husband. This is McG- this is who that is. Oh, weird. He's a character actor, been in a yes. million things, been everything. Um, so I'm showing sh- her a picture of Miguel Ferrer.
1: Stephen shows up, and <laughs> it's weird because she kind of has a flip flop here. She offers him some beer, and then tells him where yeah, but it, you're, it is. You're missing this to?
0: creepy shit. So okay. Stephen pulls up in the creeper van because mm-hmm. everyone's got a van.
1: Well it's the eighties. What's sure. cooler than a van?
0: No, you're right. Um well according to Back to the Future, it's a it's a lifted mini truck. Okay. Um and according to oh, no, I'm <laughs> According to Christine, it's a uh-huh. uh it's a nineteen fifty something um uh, uh uh what is the movie? What is uh the car from Christine? God damn it. Good job. I fucked up. Someone is screaming this that they're. At their yes, someone is
1: screaming at you right now.
0: Um. So so, but he he's in this creeper van, and there's this really predatory shot that bothered me a lot. So when we, because we don't know it's Steven. like we know that his dad needs help with deliveries mm-hmm. because he's playing his guitar, noodling around. Mm-hmm. So his sister comes in, and then it cuts to Natalie's house. She's crying on the phone. He shows up, or uh, he shows up. She's at the pool. Mm-hmm. He's got a list of names, mm-hmm. and they cut to this shot from the back of the van that's really dark, and he's only lit by the light in the front. Mm-hmm. And he pulls up that list, and he like scratches a line off the list, like he's going to go kill Lawrence. somebody. Like Next it seemed up. like he was going to fight somebody, like he was going to go do a murder.
1: Sure, it did. Right? It felt like a hit list.
0: And then we see that it's Steven...
1: Yes, and he's pulling groceries out of the back of this van.
0: Yeah, and then he walks up with you know and rings and knocks on the door like, uh, uh, <laughs> and then and then realizes that she's not coming to the door. So does he go around to the other side of the house? He does because he can hear yeah.
1: the music of her in the backyard.
0: Right, and so then he walks in, uh, like holding this box of groceries. Like here's your he three groceries. Shouts gro- over the fence. He yeah, and then he goes in. Let holding this box like here's your three groceries in a dirty box just mm-hmm. like you ordered because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is yes. he opens this door and it's a bunch of dirty fucking cardboard boxes that are filled with assorted like three or four groceries mm-hmm.
1: like a french loaf
0: yeah like something out of a movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then he takes this in and then gives her her groceries but this is where he turns on that steven charm oh for the he first lays time. it on thick oh yeah so he's going through the groceries and she's like oh you don't have to do that Thank you so much. And he's just like, hey, no worries. You should get these in the fridge. These are perishables.
1: <laughs> yeah, This is just part of the service.
0: Yeah. But he's like trying to be a good guy, but also he's kind of coming off sleazy. And that's why I said immediately, like I wrote it down. I was like, he's got a real 80s like comedian vibe. Yeah. Like he's he, yeah, got to go do a set later.
1: He, he does. He stands up somewhere.
0: And and then I wrote down, oh no, are his delivery lines working? Like the delivery guy's lines, pickup lines working on her? They
1: are because through this scene, she changes from really not giving a fuck about him. Yep. To... Offering him a beer. Yep. And then letting him get it himself.
0: Letting him get it himself to... Because um, a lady never pays. Trying to... Like saying, I don't know how my mom pays you because she always pays for it. And he's like, don't worry about it. I pay... She charged... We, we charge her at the end of the mm-hmm. month. She tries um, to
1: tip him. He won't let her.
0: Yep. But then he, he says, you know what you could do is let me take you out to the movies or whatever. And that said. works. And that's what I wrote down. I was like, okay, so that line works. She's like, okay, immediately after she's experienced all this trauma, Yep. like she's clearly had an ex-boyfriend that they've talked about briefly.
1: But she has one caveat. What's that? No horror.
0: Right. No horror movies because of trauma and whatnot. I thought that was weird, too. Like, I was like, I get it. And then he's like, oh, okay, no horror. But I wrote this down, and it's true. Like, this whole scene plays as kind of gross.
1: It does, but I think what they're trying to do is show a transition because there's a moment where she, out of nowhere, frankly, starts talking about what happened and that no one believes her. And right. He oh, that's right. Says, "I believe you." And that's, that's what it takes to get the panties dropped.
0: But that's where I was like this is working mm-hmm. because it's the most token like I believe you. And then she's like, "Well," she's like, "Why?" And he goes, "Because you believe you." yes but he hasn't said a serious thing the whole time no. so it doesn't play serious it plays like a line
1: i don't know if he is serious or not at this point
0: well i just wrote down like i just figured it was not like it doesn't play as cute they want it to play as cute but it plays as creepy and gross but it you does. do like him yeah but he but he's being creepy and gross
1: i would have liked him more if he had brought this dog along with his for his exactly.
0: Deliveries. He needs a maybe that's why they gave him a dog at the beginning. They're like he this needs guy a dog. needs a dog because he looks like a date rapist.
1: Yes. And, and go ahead. I was going to say that it, it. We feel like we're getting some movement here. We feel like things are starting to build up, and then we kind of get derailed again.
0: Sure. And at this point, I wrote down thirty-six minutes in. Why is any of this happening? What is anyone's motivation?
1: No idea. No
0: idea because this is where Paula goes back to the park at night with her video camera.
1: And this is where she's a better investigator than all the cops because she immediately finds the drag marks in the dirt. Yep, She sees some slime. It's gross. Or this is
0: when she goes back to the park in general.
1: Yes. She's doing her own investigation in the park. She's got to get to the bottom of it. Natalie won't talk to her.
0: There's some good tension here. There is. This is where we see um, she finds the door.
1: She finds the dead uh, pigeons and the creepy iron door. And then we get a jump scare. Jump scare
0: cop. With the cop.
1: And then my second (laughs) favorite cop moment. Yeah. Where the next cop is riding down a hillside towards the cop car making noises like he's driving a motorcycle.
0: On On a kid's bike.
1: And it is the most joyous I have seen a grown man in a very long time.
0: It was remarkable that that was actually in this movie because it cuts, it's like a joke line where it cuts to her showing back up and him noticing, oh, that's that kid. Yes. bike, And he's like, oh, is this your bike? You shouldn't leave it lying shouldn't around. It Somebody's going like, to steal it. And then she goes, or break it.
1: Uh huh. Because this giant man is riding her bike, <coughs> and they have a great snarky exchange. And I don't know that that was something that was scripted because it was so much better oh, than I'm everything sure. else. I'm
0: sure it was scripted. It just it just seemed it worked, but it didn't. It seemed out of character for her character. However, it worked.
1: It, it see, it worked for me because it's the first time that she's like snarky to an adult. She's so respectful to her mom that sure. I wasn't seeing that coming.
0: Well, that's the thing. She's so respectful to her mom because it seems like she's twelve. Yes, like she's not supposed to be out.
1: Yes, and then my next question is, they cut from that to the cops re, or are they still investigating the park? At night. At night. Now all of a sudden it's night.
0: Yeah, now all of a sudden it's night. So we're assuming it's it's like... But it's also different cops. Is it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my god! I just don't with these cops. They're terrible.
0: Because this is where this the, is where that one cop is. This where the one cop gets hung.
1: Yes, this is where the noose monster gets the cop. And they're he, different the cops him.
0: because the, I thought it was the the uh, the black cop, but it was the white oh. cop because then because they, they hung him and I was like because it's in the dark and I was like whoa that's too soon that's that's dark not okay. That, However,
1: kudos to them if they hung the, the, the white cop. That the
0: noose monster didn't yeah. hang the black cop. I went back to check cuz I was like,
1: "Ooh, good for them."
0: That's rough.
1: I'm glad <clears throat> they didn't go there.
0: Um so this is where pa- and then Paula shows up and she's in the thick of the the shit because now we are seeing these monsters come through this door. Yes, and and we see all of them.
1: This is the first time we really get to see where these monsters are coming from,
0: right? And so Paul is sneaking through the woods, and she's got her video camera, and she she sees these monsters come out of that door that is that I find out later is in Golden Gate Bridge.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's it's part of the pillars, but it's on the land side. So like if right. you were to. This is how you would enter the bridge to go do maintenance. Theoretically, yeah. theoretically, this is. It's like a storage facility. Exactly. There's clearly um, that they don't use anymore. Yeah, it's it's padlocked up, and yeah. later on, we'll we'll get to inside a little bit more yeah. and get a better view of it.
0: But at no point do you know that that is inside of the Golden Gate Bridge.
1: No, you nope. have to um, figure that out on your own.
0: No, they say it at the end, in one line toward the end of the movie that then explains uh-huh. what's going on sort of
1: but see i thought that they were trying to use those establishing shots of the wall so they have that that shot of the of them with the wall up against the wall where she finds the iron door right. and the dragged path right and I feel like they're trying to intercut with those with the establishing shot of the Golden Gate b- Bridge so that you understand that that iron wall is actually part of the bridge.
0: You yeah. Am I stretching? No, you. that's what it's supposed to be, but it doesn't read that way.
1: No, it doesn't read well.
0: And you don't really know that until you kind of start to think that late in the movie. Not even at this mm-hmm. point. At this point in the movie, I don't know about you, but... I don't think at all that's what's happening. I'm just like they're in a park, and this is something in the park.
1: See, and maybe I assume they're in the bridge because I read something about them living in the bridge. Oh, see, I did. So maybe I maybe I, I did. Purposely or maybe I'm remembering didn't. it
0: because later in the movie they say that, and it's in the trailer that we watched, but I didn't remember that. So the yeah. o- the only explanation you get in this whole movie, the only exposition of what actually is going on, mm-hmm. comes at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's in the trailer.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and it's it. it's All exposition.
0: It's the only exposition in the whole movie. So this, I is, mean, there's exposition like, like, like minutia exposition, but mm-hmm. never like story plot exposition.
1: Right. And we get some fun camera work here. She uses her camera that we get some nice night vision this of the is monsters. Cool. And they're, you know, they're creeping their way out. And yep. again, they're moving so slowly,
0: very slowly. It's like they're, and it's like they're. It's like every night they come out to do a thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't know how long this has been going on and why we're just now finding out about it. For
1: some reason, one of them trips over himself and he falls into a puddle. And this is where we get our first science experiment and learn that it's the water. A puddle that happens
0: to be directly in front of Paula. But I'll give them that movie logic because that is a very... like. There's a lot of moments in this that are clear Spielberg... Like, like the, the the writer and the the director who who I don't know a lot about, clearly are full movie nerds, mm-hmm. but they have fucked a lot of stuff up. Mm-hmm. So this is some good shots, like you said, you get the 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 video POV of mm-hmm. her camera, mm-hmm. and it picks everything up. And when this monster, his hand falls in the uh, he in sees the water, her. he sees her because his hand is melting like the Wicked Witch of the West mm-hmm. to a point where it is just. Dissolving.
1: I mean <laughs> and, there is dry eyes for days. Oh
0: yeah. And so but like I even wrote down that like Paula's got some fucking balls. Yeah, she because does. Because she stays there and watches it two feet from this thing.
1: She's shooting it like she works for TMZ.
0: Yeah, no, she knows what's up. And so at this point we realize they hate water.
1: Yes, and then it's confirmed because the rain comes and the monsters retreat. They're gone. They run away And my
0: other question here is, what is Paula's motivation here? Because we still don't understand Paula's motivation. Is she trying to get production
1: value? I think that she's obsessed with monsters and wants it to be true. I have no idea her motivation.
0: But even then, we don't really hear She never hears anything about monsters. No. When that kid said the stuff about the park, he never said anything about monsters. No. We so have, she has no idea. Well she should have nothing to do with because this
1: Because he accounted her story of monsters that she told the cops of uh Natalie's story. You're right. So he did like they they heard there's monsters.
0: So she's she's investigating, but yes. like it's so they never they never highlight that enough for it to even be a motivating so, factor. But
1: we we don't know if she is a filmmaker in buff or if she's a investigator.
0: She's a filmmaker.
1: Well they need her to pick one.
0: That's what she is, but she's doing, but now she just wants to see a real monster. But it's that same thing. They didn't develop her enough. All of her development is stuff that we are getting from looking at her set dressing.
1: Speaking of development issues, she goes back to review her tape.
0: Yeah. And, and they, there's nothing on there. It is.
1: Blotches of light on the screen. And
0: why we can't see them in this, we'll never know. Nope. They never, they never bring that up again. I was like, okay, cool. So we're unraveling, we're, 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 taking apart the onion we're taking the little layers back we're peeling it back peeling it back
1: mm-hmm. i'm expecting some type of mythos to come back to this this
0: whole time you're looking for because there's all this stuff they set up anything it's it's nothing but setups that never get paid off
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: when she when she's doing this she's she's already like trying to she's going through one of these prep montages for something that we don't know about because mm-hmm. i even i wrote it wrote down that she's right she writes on a in a notebook in real big letters uh supernatural like def, mm-hmm. like protection against the supernatural she's and then a she wrote garlic mm-hmm. crucifix mm-hmm. mirrors mm-hmm. that's which, her go to two of
1: which come back into play later,
0: <clears throat> which oh the crucifix does yes, and the garlic yes, I don't know anything about the mirrors
1: that she does not come back into play,
0: and I wonder if it did in, in the script because Possibly. also her like suiting up montage thing. It's clearly part of something bigger that they didn't get.
1: Correct. I don't think they shot the rest of it.
0: Right, because we immediately, immediately cut to sad cop apartments. So we're yep. back to Lieutenant Devin.
1: Yep. And
0: and this is a particularly good sad cop apartment. The 80s was a great time for sad uh, sad detective. Mm-hmm. Like, sad detective apartments in the 90s. They had a very 90s bend. In the 70s, that everything looked like that in the 70s. But man, in the 80s, fucking... Canon films, like oh yes Cobra, you know, like sad, sad cop apartment is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in the 80s.
1: What stuck with me is as we follow Natalie and Steven on their date, because cute Kate McCucci tries to call and Natalie's already gone.
0: Oh, yeah. That happened before we got to sad cop mm-hmm, apartment.
1: Mm hmm. And my favorite is that the, the monsters are following them onto the subway.
0: Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. First, we have to go to Sad Cop Apartment. Okay. So Sad Cop Apartment, this is where we get a little bit more exposition that turns out doesn't have anything to do with anything. Because he's talking to the other cop,
1: mm-hmm. who I
0: think you wrote his name down, but I can't remember. Um, He's talking to his number two on the phone while smoking this cigar that never ends. The same cigar, I swear to God. And he says something about Natalie because he's listening to Natalie's tape again.
1: Yep. He wants her tail. He
0: wants her tailed, And then, but then this is where it gets more ominous because number two guy says, so you think she's the link?
1: And I'm convinced again that the cops know more than they're letting
0: on. 100%. But it never comes back or gets paid off.
1: No. So
0: at this point, they have set up two things back to back where I'm like, yep, this is what it is. These cops, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm doing mm-hmm. the math. I'm like, these cops... Fucking! They know. They did this. Like, there's a reason why every one of these monsters, because every one of these monsters has a profession.
1: They are the neon to the maniacs. So.
0: Well, they, if, yeah. Every one of these monsters has a profession.
1: They all have their own niche. One is a, a hangman. You got like, a
0: samurai, and you have got a hangman. And mm-hmm. You've got a doctor, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, so why do they all have Cyclops. professions? So I'm like, so I'm like, what? Like, what are they? Did they get mutated? And I'm like, oh, the cops must be in on it. Yep. This must be their thing. They must know about, it, and they're trying to contain it. Yep. None of that.
1: No, never. That's a much better movie. I would watch that movie,
0: and uh, that's why I said I would love to recut this. So they go to, um, they cut to them on getting on the subway. Mm-hmm.
1: The and this, monsters, I think,
0: this I think is uh, the Bart.
1: The this I believe is the Bart because However, it's got
0: that it's got the logos. Like they're in the San Francisco subway here.
1: And. It's interesting because the maniacs, the way they jump the turnstile and the guy who's working there just watching them jump and destroy the yes. turnstile. Yes, okay.
0: I wrote that down. This gate agent sucks at his job. He
1: cracks me up because he is not giving a fuck, which I have to say, good on him. Much like most renter cops and security, your job is to observe and report.
0: Don't shake down people at the thing, New York Police Do
1: uh, not engage
0: There's not, yeah, there's clearly no stop and frisk in San Francisco in the 80s because after they fumble for their money to get through the turnstile because we found out the van broke down, which was a very funny, I think that it could have been a bigger and better scene where he's like embarrassed because his van broke down and he's taking rich girl on a date. Yes, but they they have to have have an
1: excuse to be on this subway. And
0: I expected her to be kind of rude about it because they've kind of set her up that she's, she might be kind of a bitch. But at she's first, not. but she's she, not at all.
1: She thinks it's really quaint and cute and it's a fun adventure. But
0: they try to set her up to be like rich bitch character and she's right. not. She's
1: not. And and
0: And so they go through the turnstile and then walk down to the platform. And this is when the monsters have been tailing them apparently for some inordinate amount of time.
1: So this is where I originally start to ask. Do they imprint on their prey once they see you? No idea. They know where you are forever?
0: I have no idea. Because, because they're just Francisco able to follow them. San is a
1: small, big town. Don't get me wrong.
0: It's a, small, it's a small, large city.
1: There's a lot of people in a small area. However, you couldn't just know where someone is the next day.
0: How are they following them?
1: I have no idea. And it it's an interesting scene because... I miss, but somehow they get wind that these monsters and maniacs are there. Steven and Natalie all of a sudden realize they're at a threat. She thinks that she sees some feathers at one point.
0: Yeah, she She goes, I thought I saw some feathers. And
1: is this when she has that sweet line of like, I'm vulnerable.
0: Something like that. Yeah. And, and I then, think that
1: that's the most honest her character ever is. And
0: then he has a really good line. He's This is where he's got jokes on jokes. So he has a really good diffuse it line. Yes. You know, like a, like a, he, he, he does a, he's very real in that he's playing this like, well, I'm here to protect you bit. All good and well knowing he's not. Correct. Like knowing that he can't handle that. Like it's a very, it's a very, there's this weird wokeness to his relationship to her now that he's not being creepy. Yes. And, um like in terms of the way he's portrayed as a modern male character mm-hmm. um like a suitor it's 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 he's not always trying to save her because he can't so much sure. so he's trying to figure out other ways to do it so they get on the train
1: and thank god that there's other weirdos like them that are out like the train engineer
0: right and but they get on the train and the uh the monsters are there Yes. They follow them onto the train.
1: They hop on the train. The first thing these monsters do is go kill the engineer.
0: Yeah. And they do it by squeezing his head and shocking it.
1: It is really fun. It's
0: pretty great. And then, but then they see the monsters and they also comment on like, man, it's weird. No one's here.
1: It is so empty. We couldn't afford any extras.
0: Yeah, basically what it is, like they clearly either they either shut that down or or they didn't pay for it at all and just shot all this. Just
1: gorilla shooting it overnight.
0: Uh because they and get me wrong, the makeup on all of these monsters is not bad.
1: No. Not y- bad. If at it all. were shot differently, yeah.
0: you'd be in better shape.
1: So this is the first time that our monsters are really intimidating and they kind of they actually give chase. They are chasing. Natalie and Steven through the trains. We
0: have an actual tent scene for the first time in this whole movie.
1: Yes, Steven uses his belt to like tie the door lock. Yeah, he ties the door up. We think that they might get away. Cuz
0: it's in it, cuz it's it's what they call Indian, which is just, you know, sort of Native Americanish monster. I don't know, like Guy and horny with unfrozen a caveman. Axe. They're running. They're running at him. They they close the door and lock it. So okay. we're getting a good scene. Like, all right, something's happened.
1: But then the last. <clears> you <throat> think that they get away? They're in the last train car, and the last samurai is. there. And the way
0: samurai shows up, and samurai guy chases him back the other way because he's got his big old sword. And by chase, I mean walks slowly after them. Yes, Because ominously. if we know something about samurais, they were slow and plodding. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, hard
1: to run in all of that armor. Yeah.
0: Right. And we're uh, kind of. Is.
1: So this the train so they go back is, the other way. is speeding at this point because yep. they killed the engineer and they are just barreling and one of corners. those guys is
0: essentially driving the train. Yes. By just standing there. He's a maniac. He's a maniac. And they get they get cornered and you got a really good tense moment and um
1: and then the emergency system kicks in
0: because they're going too fast yes. because the, there's no conductor to pull it back. So they're coming up on a station.
1: So a safe hold kicks in. Everything breaks. Slams on its brakes.
0: They fly forward. Luckily, they're in that one spot on a, a subway train where if you fly forward, you just hit the bar mm-hmm. <laughs> right in mm-hmm. front of the door.
1: You know, those two spots on every yep. car.
0: And the thing flies open. They run out. Right. And this is this struck me as weird. They run out. I think a monster goes after them. Two monsters follow after them. The Indian and the... uh, That's the character name, by the way. Um, And the uh, horny unfrozen caveman.
1: Yes. They walk into a bar.
0: They chase after them. But this was the weirdest part. Samurai stays on the train. Why?
1: I... I He's too slow to get off the train. He
0: stands there, puts his hands on his hips, lets the doors close, and rides it along. And I'm like, why is he even on it? And why is the train... If the train had to emergency stop, why does the train pick up and leave again?
1: Autopilot? Is that a thing?
0: I don't even know.
1: No idea. It makes no sense whatsoever.
0: So they run off to a bus now.
1: Yep. They hop on a bus and... It is one of those really great, like graduate buses with a beautiful window in the back so that you get yeah. a good view.
0: It's like an old-timey greyhound. Yes. Um, or but it's but it's definitely a city bus. It's just like a super old-timey one. And and I expected that. I really expected the um like it didn't feel like the chase was over. I expected there to be like the, the bus driver to be one of the monsters. Like the way they've been playing it.
1: Same. However, the bus driver turns out to be the most oblivious man in the movie. All
0: right. This is one of my favorite things in the world. Thing. I want to I play by play you what I did here. Oh, please. I beg you. So they're on this train. They're having their moment of like, what the hell's going on? You know, we got away. And then I'm waiting for a shoe to drop and it does. So they're driving and mm-hmm. the, um, and not a lot of important information is coming out here. This is a perfect place for them to be, uh, doing exposition. They're not, Mm-mm. they're just continually talking about how much they like each other and how terrifying all this is. Mm-hmm. And the he's sitting by one of those slidey open windows and a hand comes into the the window mm-hmm. and grabs uh, Steven by the neck. Yes. And it is an arm. It's the it's the Native American. It's the Indian, quote unquote, arm.
1: So we realize this guy is hanging on to the side of the bus. So yeah,
0: at some point he jumped up and grabbed on the side of the bus. Would have loved to have seen that shot. Would have been a really cool, tense moment to build up and let us know something is coming, but we don't know yes. what's coming.
1: Yes, a real twilight zone. It's
0: another spot where they clearly shot something that we don't know.
1: Missed opportunity.
0: Because why is he there and the caveman guy is not there? That makes no so sense. And so they... so. He's getting pulled out of the van, and it's this its pretty good tense action scene. She slams the door, the window, on the arm, and the arm pops off. And it's like smoking like crazy, like sizzling. Yes. And I literally wrote down. Um, <clears throat> I said, okay, this jump scare got me when the arm came through. It got me, too. That one got me. It was one of the few ones. And then I said, there's a smoking arm. And then I thought and wrote down, boy, it, because this happened, it smokes – then the smoke clears out and they have a whole thing about the arm. They throw it out the window. Yes. I, just, I literally said out loud to myself, man, it's a real missed opportunity. They should have made a, a no smoking joke there. And then it's about to be the end of the scene. They've already finished, thrown it out. Mm-hmm. And then the bus driver goes, hey, you kids, no smoking.
1: Didn't you see the sign? can not
0: see the sign. But it was too late. They waited way too late to the point where I had time to make the joke, lament it, Uh write it down. Uh And then they made the joke. And I was like, I knew there was going to be one, but it was way too late. One
1: disappointing pregnant pause later, the joke happens. Seven
0: pregnant pauses. It's a full 15 seconds before that joke gets made.
1: Yes. And then this is where we decide for some reason, it's now it's time that we trail Natalie. The cops have to trail Natalie from now on. Right.
0: So now they're on her tail. And we cut to Paula because that's the most logical next thing to do. We're in the midst of all of this shit.
1: Oh, but she ready.
0: And they cut to Paula, who's in bed. Mm -hmm. And they... Okay, so at this point, here's again where I'm thinking like a movie that is a good movie. Mm -hmm. Paula's in bed. She's not really asleep. She's got her crucifix clutched to her chest. She's got a garlic around her neck. Yep. She's ready for this, right? I don't know why because I don't know how she would think that they might follow her home. She's sleeping. We see a monster start to... Or something start to creep its way into the house and up the stairs. We don't know how it got in the house. Mm -hmm. But it's in the house and it's creeping up the stairs. Mm -hmm. It's slowly creeping up the stairs. You only see the feet. You know what I mean? And you only see the legs. And then you only see... and And here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking... Ooh, here comes our fake out. This is going to be one of her friends Mm -hmm. and they've got their monster makeup on and they want to scare her because they know what they were talking about earlier.
1: Well, we're deep into the second act. They should be introducing a new character. here.
0: Exactly. We should get one of her friends. So this is her like partner in crime. Right. And it's one of those kids he was talking to and he wants to freak her out because he thinks this is a bunch of bullshit and he's got a mask on and it even kind of looks like a guy in a mask for a minute. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, that's just going to be then. Nope. He pulls out a full-on knife and tries to... Because for some reason, this monster has a knife.
1: Well, yes. They all have their own superpowers, and some of them have knives for backup.
0: Yeah. And this monster tries to stab her. And I'm like, nope. Not a fake-out. There are no fake-outs. So all that tension is gone. There is no tension anymore. Mm -mm. Because you're not giving me any reason to believe that you are going to not do the thing that you
1: But she throws the kitchen sink at him. She's got the cross...
0: Yep, she doesn't shows work. it
1: to him. She's wearing her garlic. Doesn't work. And then she grabs her water gun.
0: And sprays him with it.
1: And then she gets this bucket of water from under her bed. Yep. And he so he starts sizzling.
0: Yep, because of what happened earlier. And so she splashes in the water. He's going he runs it he falls into the bathroom it's like a it's like a three uh-huh. stooges thing she
1: like chases him with the water yep. and corners him in the bathroom he
0: trips into the tub and she turns the water on
1: yes and it's her version of a psycho kill where she's stabbing him with shower water it's
0: a glorious he fully melts down to a skeleton it's great and then there's this awesome shot back to her where she's like fuck yeah i just did that
1: and i'm like fuck yeah you just did that yeah
0: i wrote down paula handles her business
1: Paula this is where Paula solidifies herself as my favorite character.
0: Yes. And and um and so Paula's got this under control. So then ne- we cut to the next morning.
1: We find that Steven is sleeping on Natalie's couch.
0: Yeah, because they had themselves a night and they just got together. So they're not going to sleep together because He's a they're gentleman. they're and 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 if we're going by horror movie rules, which this hasn't really adhered to many of them if you don't fuck you stay alive
1: mhm mhm and Paula comes back she comes banging on the door she is over it she has to talk
0: quickly after the after this weird moment where he gets up because she broke a plate and he panics runs into the kitchen she's making breakfast
1: he's worried about her
0: he's she's and not only she's making all the breakfast at the same time in one pan which i thought was very movie funny like it's a cast iron skillet with bacon and eggs just in it like perfectly laid out yep and um And he was like, ah, I'm not hungry, which is weird.
1: And grabs an apple.
0: And grabs an apple. It was a weird scene. And then she leaned up against the stove where there is a hot skillet. Yes. It was a very weird scene. Anyway, like you said, Paula shows up at the door while he's in the bathroom, in the shower.
1: She's banging. She has to talk to Natalie. And Natalie at first doesn't want to have it. But then Paula is convincing her that she believes her through the door. She is trying to let her know that it's the water that stops them.
0: Yep. And um, so, so when Steven comes down, they let her in and then they start talking. Mm-hmm. So they're talking in the kitchen, right?
1: Well, and then they immediately take, she takes them to prove where the monsters are coming from. She takes to show them what she found yep. at the iron door.
0: Yep so they all explain all that but they don't know anything about anything other than that's what it is and that water clearly has an effect
1: now they don't know what to do because the cops are useless yeah and they realize this they're trying to come up with a game plan
0: right which 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 is where we have my favorite favorite point of this entire movie and it's clearly logical this one line shifts everything wait a minute the band competition is tonight what does that have to do with anything?
1: Oh, that sad poster you were hanging in the beginning of the movie?
0: Exactly. The band competition is tonight, guys. And then they all go like, ah, right.
1: right.
0: Why? You don't know what he's going to say. And then he's like, I'm going to give everybody water guns. Yep. So there's going to be so many people there. They're clearly going to come after us. So let's all go there and I'll take them water guns. That's his plan. And it's like such a logical, immediate, I figured this out plan.
1: Yeah. He came up with the equation in an instant that battle of the bands competition plus squirt guns equals the safest place on earth.
0: A hundred percent. And, and at no point did he think to let them on, let them in on his thought process. No, they were just on his wavelength.
1: Well, he's not going to mansplain it to them. They get it.
0: Yo, I don't. They, I didn't get it for a minute. I was like, "Why?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." But boy, that's convenient. Like, and it and it's not even convenient. Like, it's like this character should not have put that information together. So we're going to be
1: at the battle of the bands. I'm going to be battling another band. The audience is going to be on my side, obviously.
0: Look, the water gun plan. It's t- tale as old as time.
1: So we we get to the battle of the bands concert because yes, we do. And that's this is where immediately it gets... after.
0: Great, because now we have steven's band versus this sort of punk sort of hair metal sort of um glam rock hybrid band but guess what we start off this bad boy with a yacht rock battle
1: oh yeah we do and i'm still trying to figure out if steven's band the outlaws if they are New Wave or Smooth Rock. It's
0: Yacht Rock, baby. This is Yacht Rock all the way. You saw that jacket.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I loved every second of it. It was the best. Okay, so the Yacht Rock, the music in this movie is fucking great. I really liked it. He's
1: 100% not singing,
0: right? 100% not singing, not playing guitar. In fact, I wrote down that he is the worst, that he might be the worst fake guitar player I've ever seen. Because at one point, his jacket was caught up in his guitar strings, and he was going to town on that bad boy.
1: At one point, his jacket tears...
0: Oh, does it? Because yes. it was in front of his guitar for a little while. And yes. I was like, oh, there's no way that even makes sound.
1: Yes. Shortly, his jacket will tear. You've
0: slowly sunk down into that couch. Lower the microphone to your face, please.
1: I am trying to... Uh...
0: What you guys don't see is Katie has... She started sitting up and has slowly laid down on this on this couch and not moved the microphone. So every time she talks, she's like a turtle, pokes her head up real high and talks <laughs> to the microphone and then goes right back down to her position.
1: Don't mind me.
0: Um, You can just grab it and move it if you need to. Um, but yeah, this, this Yacht Rock song fucking thumps.
1: He's great, even though he's not singing. Yeah. And it's like he's calling the monsters because they don't start creeping out of the lair until he starts playing.
0: Yeah, it's like his song is the siren song of all these monsters. and 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 he finishes his song and then they cut to the other band who plays the worst song in the movie
1: oh I disagree
0: oh I hated this song
1: oh I thought that it was a bop
0: the rock song that they they played was so cheesy and bad like and not in like a like cheesy and bad in a way that's like they were trying to be bad boys and the lyrics were hilarious.
1: I wanted to wear a leopard leotard and jump around and do aerobics to that song. Okay,
0: it's funny because that's the only song in this whole movie I did not like.
1: It's really funny because it's the next song that I hate.
0: Oh, the one, the little soft ballad that he sings? Oh my God, that it is outline, so That's clearly bad. a song he wrote for Natalie, but they never really play that until she like loses herself in it.
1: Yes, and I have more thoughts about this.
0: I also, this was me in high school.
1: Uh-huh. Stephen was me in high school We were not friends in high school
0: No. Um,
1: so and I was sad Because I'm curious Is the uh, Are the other band members jaded The punks at the beginning of the film
0: That's what I was trying to figure out I think that they are
1: I don't know if they are Because they're more glam and hair rock
0: Yeah but they're a mixed match That's why that's what drove me crazy too Is that whole band So like Stephen's band looks like a new wave band Yes You know what I mean Like so they could They could conceivably be playing this yacht rock Totally it's a little out of time for their their period. I guess maybe not nineteen eighty six. That would work. But the, 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 that metal band was like they were singing a song that wasn't really a punk song and it wasn't really a hair metal song. But the lead singer was and the guitar player were like hair metal guys. The mm-hmm. lead singer was acting like a punk goth. Mm-hmm. It was a real movie mismatch. He
1: was really confused, and never seen nor heard rock and roll in his life.
0: So at this point in the movie is where I realize that it's at Halloween.
1: Yes, because the entire audience is in costume.
0: And I, it, but at no point did they really pay bring cl- attention to that except for there happened to be a pumpkin. So I've forgotten about that at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. Why is this a costume party? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I guess it's Halloween.
1: Yes. And don't forget, this is where we also establish that there's a cop outside the battle who doesn't notice the monsters creeping in and breaking into the school.
0: Yep. So they're creeping in, breaking into the school. Um, I, I was really curious as to why some of these monsters have jobs, but I think we've covered that a little bit. They do. now.
1: Monsters got to work.
0: Now, real quickly, I, I, made, an, I made a, um, no, I don't want to go there yet. That cop, that's number two guy. Yes. So number two guy, this pissed me off because they've clearly left out this story. We've been with this character back and forth, very little, but for this whole movie. And in an instant, the second we see him on screen there, he dies. Yes. He's wasted. So they fully wasted that character. And that made me mad because I was like, you Why? made him the second in command cop guy. Yes. He's tailing this girl. There's no way for him to relay information or be that like worried, informed party that they seem as crazy. They just fucking kill him. And I'm like, you completely, you shit on that character. Mm-hmm. You fully wasted him.
1: If you're hoping that they're going to use his death to motivate the sergeant, lieutenant slash sergeant, don't yeah worry. they don't They're not. okay
0: the more we've broken this down the less i like this movie that's what sucks <laughs> i apologize but no no it's okay i still had a good time um so this is where shit pops off
1: yeah so the doctor monster chloroforms the random security guard who's, who's listening a to a baseball
0: game? game that where they say frisco
1: why is there a security guard at the high school watching the battle of the bands
0: i think he's just the guy on premises making sure no one nothing happens you know what I mean? Like, he's think- the security guard for the area. Like, the Coppell High School, where I went to high school, so shout out to that, um, they had a guy that would be on campus all the time in a little Sure, we had a cop on thing. campus. That's But that's not a normal. cop, like a security guy, like the guy that maintains the oh, no, parking lot. Like, that's makes what our sure.
1: secretary was for. She held that shit but down. But
0: you went to a tiny school in BFE, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, this was a huge school. But the way that they had this set up, I'm like, okay, so this must be the security guy for the school. Mm-hmm. Either way, he's old and he's fat, and he gets chloroformed by a monster doctor. Yep. Who then cuts his heart out?
1: Yes, and it's
0: it's a good kill, but it's, it's a weird. good kill,
1: but it's pointless. I don't no, know who makes he no is. Sense. I don't know why they had to kill him. And I don't he's know who's not that, paying attention to anyone.
0: Why does that doctor matter? That's the first time we've seen the doctor. Yes, the whole movie.
1: The whole movie.
0: And so then at this point, all the other monsters start coming into the thing, and this is where we actually get some good horror movie slasher action. Yeah, at the, a party for thing. the first time. Yeah. We
1: start to feel like we've arrived, and we we think this is the first time you think that you're getting to the climax.
0: Yes, we think we're getting there. We think this is going to be the big showdown. And we lose the cop, so they're gone.
1: I'm confused because this is where Natalie and um, Steven are dancing during the glam punk song, and then he has to go back to play his next song, and she just straight up bails. And yes, she, goes she goes to the goes bathroom. To the bathroom
0: right and uh and so he's playing the song that he clearly wrote for her <laughs> she goes to the bathroom and that's when the the monsters really close in on this place so she so more people get killed we we meet all the other monsters um there's a great one motorcycle monster Drives through the door and takes that guy out.
1: I actually wrote that down. That might be my favorite kill in the movie. The biker monster driving through the school, taking out the punk kid at the same time with his noose.
0: It was a good one. My favorite is coming up. Because once Natalie gets out of the bathroom, Mm -hmm. we've established that all the monsters are in there. She
1: has a little mini jump scare. A little
0: jump scare. She pops out and runs into this lady and then everything is cool. So She she gets back
1: to the show for the second half of the ballad.
0: Of the ballad the part where he's clearly talking directly about to her and she has like her dreamy moment. Okay. Yes. So, uh, hormones run wild and rampant in the midst of this terror and fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the monsters are in there and Paula starts to notice it. Mm-hmm. Paula starts to see, she sees the, the Indian, mm-hmm. which they keep calling him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's really weird that I keep having to call it the Indian.
1: It's very uncomfortable.
0: Um,
1: but the, the maniac that,
0: <laughs> That's not the character's name, but they keep calling it the Indian.
1: <laughs> it, in, it, this is the guy, the monster that lost his arm.
0: They call this monster Mohawk in the credits. Oh, oh do you want to okay. know? Okay, I've got real quick. Let's take a little sojourn before I finish. Okay, the movie here. Um, these are I wrote down the names of the characters, the monsters from the credits.
1: Oh, good, because I gave them my own names.
0: Cool. We well, I did some of them too. Yeah, Ape, who's clearly horny on Frozen Caveman. Yes. Archer, who's clearly the guy who just happens to have a crossbow.
1: Yes. He's harpooning everybody.
0: Axe. You'll never guess which one that is. Uh Decapitator, which is different than Axe. Mm. Doc, who was clearly the doctor. Original. Hangman. Mm -hmm. Juice. Don't know who that is. Oh,
1: that's the electric guy.
0: (sighs) There it is. Okay. That's Juice. Mohawk. Yep. Punk biker who is not the guy with the noose. He had a chain. The biker had a right. chain. Uh, samurai, clearly. Mm-hmm. Scavengers.
1: Don't know who that is.
0: Uh, slasher.
1: Don't know who that I is. I think that's
0: the guy with the knife that but burned his hand. But not the doctor. But not the doctor. And Soldier. Because there is a guy dressed up like a soldier who's got a gun. And shit pops off at the high... This is actually a good point. Shit pops off at the high school when... Everyone's in there. They start screaming to uh, Steven on stage, like, mm-hmm. "Hey!" The Paula monsters starts are screaming. Here. Yeah, she's screaming over to Natalie, who is not really understanding at all. No, she just but, like smiles at her and is like, "Oh, hey!"
1: But Paula is screaming louder than all of the
0: music, all of the music, and she's sitting on the speaker. Yes, and 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 at this point, I I even like I had to write it down. Natalie sucks. Natalie, Natalie sucks so, so bad. Sucks in this scene. She sucks so much. That character sucks so bad. And and to the point where she finally notices the Indian guy, the Mohawk character, and uh, tells Stephen on stage. So Stephen stops the music and everyone's like, hey, what do you, come on, man. I like, would, I would be remiss
1: if I let you go past the drunk girl at the high school dance who thinks that Mohawk is hitting on her.
0: Yeah, and he spills a little bit of his drink and she won't go near him. Yes. Or he won't go near her because he because sees she, she has a drink. she
1: spills a little bit because she's drunk.
0: And, uh, and, and she... So then she grabs another monster and starts to like, who I think is the slasher guy, Mm -hmm. and starts to like, uh, to futz with him. And then he... Fucking hooks her mm-hmm. and drags her out.
1: And then we have a monster does something that we wouldn't be able to do today.
0: That's what I was talking about. So soldier shows up and this is when it pops off because this soldier monster literally comes in with like a full on, like uh like a rail gun, like the kind that would be attached to a tank mm-hmm. and starts unloading in a high school auditorium. Yes. Because this is a extremely we pre columbine world. We
1: have a monster mass shooting.
0: Yes. And it happens immediately, and that's when everyone freaks out. And yes. And then Steven has the audacity to tell everyone, Don't Stop, run. Don't run. Use your water pistols. No,
1: use your squirt gun. Oh, use your squirt I had guns. I have to write down, don't run.
0: Use, use your, squirt your squirt guns. Gun. And then so his, his plan is gone until, this is my favorite kill in the movie, motherfucking Paula yeah, girl, comes to the rescue with yes. a full-on fire hose. She yes. gets the emergency fire hose. And starts spraying it, at motherfuckers. And my favorite kill: done. fire hose decapitation. I
1: wrote that down in all caps.
0: She, I look, fire hose decapitation. So Paula sprays this one monster so good with that water hose that he starts steaming, and she knocks his fucking his head, head off. Straight pops off. It's great. So that was pretty awesome.
1: And this is where Steven and Natalie straight up just run away and they bail run away. on Paula. They
0: bail on Paula. And, and literally because Steven goes like, she's got this under control. She can take care of herself. Yes. Because she can. Because Paula is the motherfucking champion of this movie. Paula is the king of this movie. She wins. Yes. She's the most valuable person to this entire movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: And um, so they show up. They they run off. They're trying to hide. First they try to go to the principal's office to which I ask why. Why would you? And then when they can't get into the principal's office they go to the science lab which was the, actually the second place I would go. Or actually the first place I would go because in the second place they go because the science lab it's an 80s science lab. There's, There's so much dangerous in shit in oh, there yes. that's basically weapons. You could make so many bombs. And he
1: does take a moment to try to set a little uh, water hose trap for himself. That was a good one. That They're running up the stairwell
0: moment. and he puts the water hose, he puts the fire hose at the top of the stairwell and turns it on, which electrocutes uh, Juice.
1: Yes, which is ironic because Juice is, of course, our maniac who conducts electricity. Right. And him standing in water electrocutes himself to death?
0: Yes, even though they all get killed by water.
1: That makes sense.
0: Because we but at no point do we find out why they get killed by water.
1: Because they live in the bridge that goes over the water and the irony is just so rich nope. that the logic doesn't matter. <laughs> um so okay. This and then the, this bothered me. How slow the monsters are stalking them?
0: Well, that's that's I'm used to that. I watch enough of this stuff. They all walk slow. But what really got me was that they go into this this lab and I think, all right, they're gonna have like a showdown in there. And they immediately there's no showdown. No. There's an emotional breakdown mm-hmm. and they start making out.
1: They get down. And they
0: make out so much that they lay down and make out on the floor. Hard. And this monster is still after them. They know he was just right there. So they're in the middle of this. People are dying.
1: Yes. Everyone has vacated the premises and even in the They're
0: still being chased.
1: In the middle of these two making out, we cut to Paula standing outside the auditorium, like, well, fuck now.
0: Yeah, what do I do now? And even, but while they're making out, the monster couldn't get in the room. So the monster literally goes, gets frustrated and goes, and like bangs on the doors, like, oh, I can't believe I can't get in. I might as well give up. And he leaves.
1: Acting exactly like our nine month old puppy Miles, who doesn't get what he wants. Yes. And
0: our puppy Miles, Edward O'Brien.
1: Yes. And I really like that they reuse that doorway and do multiple monsters taking the exact same shot of peering into that science lab and then walking by hmm. or getting frustrated.
0: Yeah, but real quick, our dog is named after Miles O'Brien, chief operating officer of Deep Space 9. We're cool, also known as Tarak Nor. Okay. Um <clears throat> yeah, okay. So and then that monster runs away. Yeah. He just leaves. Like you do. Because he can't get through the door. He they've had no problems with anything else to this point.
1: Nope. That so, one door is going to stop them. And what's
0: crazy is so we start to see the cops show up Everyone has vacated the premises. Mm-hmm. They're making out upstairs, and it is a hard cut to the police department.
1: Where the parents have stormed the police department, demanding answers for where their missing children are.
0: And this is all happening like. Twenty minutes later, there's none of them of the police coming in asking what happened, nope. how they got out of the the uh, upstairs area where they were making out for some reason. Nope. Why? Where did the monsters go? Why did the monsters all just leave? There's no, no water. It's not raining. No,
1: we find that Paula, Natalie, and Stephen are in the. I'm sorry, not the principal's office.
0: I got a little bit of accent when I start to get frustrated. These, these. It starts raining.
1: The sergeant's office, and they're in sergeant th- lieutenant. Sergeant lieutenant, and they're in trouble.
0: Yes, and this is the this is the. where it's like the scene in ghostbusters uh it's like the scene with the mayor um Mm -hmm. it's, it's the whole it's basically that whole uh Dickless here. And uh, yes, where, it's true. This man has no dick. Like they're trying to do a thing.
1: Yes, this is where they actually establish and call him Sergeant. This is also where Sergeant recaps the entire movie
0: that we know of. And this is in the trailer. And this is where he says, So you're saying, and he does the line that is so token, and they do it in all these movies. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me, X. You're telling me, here's the plot. And but what he lays out is that you're telling me that these monsters live under the Golden Gate Bridge. They are, de- they only come out at night and they're defeated by water. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things we as an audience know.
1: The only thing they cut from this scene is him saying, well, prove it. Because then they cut straight to the emergency caravan of them all going down to the bridge.
0: Right. So now they're all going to the bridge. They're like, all right, let's go see. Because they also do a little like, if you guys are lying, I swear to God.
1: You got to prove the story. But because they go at this ready. point they're like, where, are we, where on earth would all of
0: these kids be?
1: Yes. Where
0: would all of these kids be? These cops don't fucking... Like, even real life today cops can't be this dumb. No. I mean, this is so many kids.
1: They do believe... At an,
0: at an affluent high school.
1: They do believe these kids enough to bring the fire department with them so that they have fire hoses and water on the ready because Steven right. is telling them to have the hoses ready.
0: So, like... Yes. So they come down with the fire department. They got the hoses. My favorite thing. I was like squirt gun cops because squirt gun cops were about to happen. And I was excited. We were going to get squirt gun cops because they open the trunks like in every movie. And the cops are about to like arm up. But it's guess what? It's squirt guns. It's a whole assortment of squirt guns. So I'm getting pumped. Like we're going to have a showdown. Right. And there's clearly supposed to be one. In fact, I read on the IMDb that there was supposed to be a big showdown battle with the cops and the the uh, the monsters in that building, mm-hmm. and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, they go, uh, they they all the kids are there, they mm-hmm. arm up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: get the fire hoses, go into the door. Mm-hmm.
1: They they go inside the. Finally. And we
0: finally get to see inside there. <gasps> there's We're, a big
1: truck uh, in there.
0: It's a it's a basically a storage facility for old municipal vehicles.
1: That's about it.
0: Because there's like an ambulance.
1: There's clearly no room for them to even spread out. And it's because clearly
0: when... all stuff from like the 40s. Yes. It's old stuff that municipals just aren't using
1: anymore. Yes. And they search inside the Golden Gate Bridge and they... We have one cute little jump scare, and one of the cops shoots a pigeon dead inside of the bridge. I don't know why there's a bird in the bridge.
0: Who knows? But they were eating them or something. Because remember, there was that weird thing with the ominous dead pigeons. But what does that have to do with anything?
1: Yeah, they see nothing inside. It's a whole lot of nothing. They tell them to spread out. There's nowhere to spread out. They're all in a bunch. It's like a bunch of six-year-olds playing soccer.
0: Yep. And then they come out.
1: And they're laughing because they're they're just laughing at the situation, like, making jokes got, about it. We got played by these teenagers,
0: yep. like to the teenagers' face.
1: They're pissed at these teenagers, and Sergeant's so pissed that he goes back inside the bridge and he punches the f out of that truck.
0: Yeah, he's mad at that truck. He's, and then, mm-hmm. then the, the ev- uh, everyone goes away. They tell the kids to go home.
1: He kicks a bunch of chairs. He sends everyone home.
0: He and then he starts exploring on his own, and at this point, I'm like, okay, he's gonna see, he's gonna see something, right? And we're gonna have something else happen here, because I'm expecting it to end here, and 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 I was really getting annoyed because I was like, okay, so we're gonna have a very uh, uh like unsatisfactory ending to all of our main characters.
1: You could just feel the blue balls coming.
0: You knew it was coming, and. And it does. He opens the door to the ambulance. ambulance.
1: He gets a little bit of like a hint. There's like these shadows and lights moving inside. Something does a
0: little off in the distance.
1: Yeah. So he's got to investigate. He opens it up and we get my favorite kill from a monster that I don't even think was named.
0: You know what? I want to know what that thing is because the door's open. It's a big flash of light and all the dry ice comes out.
1: It's the Cyclops monster. And it's
0: the Cyclops monster. And it's the weirdest, coolest designed monster that also, it shows up a couple times. And I don't know what the scale of that monster I
1: is. I literally wrote, we finally got the Cyclops kill.
0: So the Cyclops thing, yeah. You feel like Bradley Whitford in um, uh, Cabin in the Woods for a second. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he wanted to see that fucking mermaid. I
1: really, it. I love it.
0: And, um and you see this weird cyclops we haven't even talked about the weird cyclops very much this episode and and that's because the he's weirdest my character monster. it kind of looks like an alligator and mm-hmm. a frog and it has one eye in the middle of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it uses some kind of weird hook
1: it's a very homemade Godzilla with a hook for hand.
0: But also you can't tell because sometimes it looks like it's three feet tall because it's eye level with whoever's on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it looks like it's giant.
1: Well, it's a cyclops, so it's eye level with everyone always. Yeah, right.
0: Well, the, 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 in this scene, didn't it look giant to you when it yes. opened the thing? But, but in the scene in the uh, in the auditorium, when the girl's you look on the tiny. ground, he looked tiny.
1: And I think that it's partially forced perspective. But when you're a sergeant, in your face with a monster... They always seem gi- giant.
0: It's also an adorable monster.
1: It is really cute. I kind of want like a squishy of it, you know, like a little stress ball of the yeah, Cyclops Yeah, I've to figure monster. out
0: exactly what that monster is. Um, but anyway, so that happens and I'm thinking, uh-oh, here we go. Cut to credits. Nope. It cuts to the kids, mm-hmm. uh, to our protagonists, all in his van.
1: Mm-hmm. They're driving away. They're leaving the park. Yep. And I had to write down the last three lines of the movie because they were so bad. Okay.
0: Well, I thought maybe... Okay. So, they're going to go back. Something's going to happen here. We're going to have a resolve. You'd think. Because it's got to be a resolve.
1: You, you, you're you thirsting for Until resolve. Until I made the
0: mistake of pressing the little button to see how much time was left in the movie. Oh,
1: why'd you do that?
0: Because these are the last three lines. you got Steven sitting in the driver's seat. Natalie is sitting in the passenger seat. They've just been through this trauma. No Paul one was believes them. Bitch. Uh Paula's in the middle, kind of sitting in the back, mm-hmm. being a little kid. Mm-hmm.
1: You still got your squirt gun? Yeah, I think so. Keep it. This rain won't last forever.
0: Credits. That's it. That was it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: You made it to the end of Neon Maniacs.
1: If you're still throbbing, it's because that was one of the least <laughs> satisfying endings that I have ever had.
0: You know, and and <clears throat> here's the thing with this. I feel bad. Like, I feel like we're shitting on it, sort of, but we're, but I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm trying to understand
1: it. It's still better than me movie that didn't get made.
0: I actually enjoyed this movie more. I enjoyed myself more. I enjoyed the world of this movie so much more than Tammy and the T-Rex, the last movie we watched. Really? And I think Tammy and the T-Rex might actually end up being a better, more cohesive movie because there was a story mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. but this one just is missing all these parts however the world I thought was great I thought that I love 80s high school it's mm-hmm. my favorite thing I love 80s high school mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things and they they did a lot of things well as far as like you showing me this scene out of context and I like this scene I want to know more right? right there's a lot of that but None of it strings together because they're missing so many elements. Like it's just and it's not even like they tried to make a story out of it. It's just straight up holes.
1: I would like to see the prequel to this movie that we re-edit together that explains and fills in all of the holes.
0: It just explains anything about these monsters. Just anything about all. Because Ill. in the in the description it says comic book monsters. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me think, oh, there must be some comic book element, which is those cards in the beginning. Right. But they don't explain what that has to they do with anything. They never bring that back. No. So we don't know where they came from, what their motivation is, why they're stalking people, why yeah. they're under the Golden Gate Bridge at yeah. all, why they're there.
1: Why is it water that gets them?
0: Why is it water that gets them? Why are they all dressed in individual like as themes?
1: Does Paula ever finish that movie that she's filming? <laughs> yeah.
0: Those are the things we really want to know.
1: I need to know.
0: But they, you know, there was supposed to be apparently a big showdown with the monsters. Right. Anything that relates to what they might've been, like what and why is not, no one knows because they can't find the script
1: away from the script. And they
0: can't find the, um, they can't find none of the actors want to talk about it. There's none of that there. No. And so that's, it's really weird, man. And it's a big bummer because I enjoyed this. Like I had, I, I loved it, but it, it, but I loved it because it was a past, almost a pastiche of what one of these movies would feel like. Sure. In fact, at one point I wrote down that this movie is like a movie that's in other movies.
1: It is. It's like a movie about other movies. This.
0: It's like a movie that is in. No, 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 not a movie that's about other movies. It's like you're watching a good horror movie, and there's a TV on in the background. This movie is the movie playing on that TV. Right. So it's like none of the holes, but it's like what if you watched a full-length version of that where it doesn't really explain anything. It's really just there to be on in the background. Mm -hmm. That's what this movie is because of the holes. Yes. And you don't know who's in it. None of these people. None of these – like you have all these big characters that clearly are goofy, but they're – being played serious
1: and you're still waiting for your monster's motivation
0: and i know you haven't seen this movie but at one point i wrote down that like i I really put this into perspective that this movie is like someone described an early draft of clive barker's nightbreed to a group of writers at a party and everyone was on cocaine and then the next day one of those writers decided to write this movie Yes, and make it all in one day. Yes, and no, and not even make it, but just like he decided, I'm going to write this fucking movie based 100 percent on what some guy told him, like a game of telephone. Yes, because there's all these monsters in a park. It's this underground thing. They all have a different vibes. Um, there's this musician character who's supposed to be brooding, but this guy's a kind of a comedian. Like it, if if you at some point we'll watch Nightbreed. We'll even do it for this because it's a great movie. I love Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't seen Nightbreed, go watch it. It's based on Clyde Barker's book Cabal. Um, Uh it's it's this really batshit bananas gonzo movie. And one of the bad guys in it from the get-go is David Cronenberg, as a bad guy, like from the beginning of the movie, you you know this, but um, but anyway, it, it has like this vibe of that, like it's got a lot of Clive Barker in it, weirdly, because sure. there's just like Cenobite thing going on with these monsters, and and, and sort of Nightbreed that also has all these monsters. And there's,
1: that's it's, like one a of it's, it's a pastiche of it. It, it. That's one of its strengths is the the design of the monsters, the utilization of the monsters, which is part of why to me this film feels kind of like they had some monsters. It feels kind of like that that student film of well what do we have we've we've got these costumes sure we've got squirt guns we've got our high school
0: it feels that way
1: somehow we got the bart train
0: but we know it's not
1: but it's clearly not
0: it's not at all and then we know because they had so many production pro- problems which i wish i knew more about it I, know. I this is one of those that i want to revisit one day when we learn more information
1: I hope that someone decides to talk one day.
0: I really wish they would before everyone passes away. I mean, I know that there a lot of these people are still alive. I would like to know more about the woman who played Paula. Yes. Like, like what is like, this is a fascinating movie. Um, and, and I think it's really worth your time because it is a a really weird look at like, you don't get to see an unfinished movie that often, like not one that is actually that draws your attention in areas where you're like, this could be, this could have been one of those cool slasher movies from the eighties. Like this could have been cool, but they, they didn't have enough. No. And it, and there's like all this love letter to movies in it too, It's really got me because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean like. The the all that character Paula, like I'm just like, oh man, this is cool. Like they're they're yeah, they're doing the they're doing that thing that I like in movies when they get a little self referential and try to do I'm like, they're gonna do love letters to these movies and they don't. No. They they clearly had that intention, but did not follow through with it or they couldn't or did or
1: No, and it seems like every time they had a production stoppage, they forgot what movie they were making. So when they came back to production, they we're missing just that little bit of soul each and every time. Yeah.
0: And it's a bummer, but we'll find out one day.
1: We absolutely will. So my question for you is one out of 10, how many weird monsters do you give this? How
0: many weird monsters? Yeah. Well, it's funny that you ask that because what I thought was interesting is that in the, the, there's a line that is a log line for the movie that has nothing to do with the movie.
1: There are several marketing material things. Well, for tell, movie. tell me that first. So, there's this tagline for the movie that I found, and it really never comes up. It never comes to fruition in the movie. And it's, there are 12 good reasons to be afraid of the dark, and every one of them is a killer.
0: Yeah, That. Well, what's interesting is, according to the credits, there are 13 monsters.
1: Right. I don't understand. So,
0: what's the 12 part? No idea. <clears throat> the other thing, so... Out of ten maniacs, mm-hmm. out of ten, 10 neon, neon maniacs, maniacs And
1: I, neon never comes into fruition.
0: You're not gonna like my rating because my rating—I feel like your rating is going to be. I want you. I want you to go first.
1: Do we need to rock paper scissors this rating?
0: No, 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 no. You tell me your rating first. I know that you went first last time, but I've already got a vibe on what yours is going to be. Oh.
1: I am gonna give this movie Mm -hmm. four out of four point five out of ten neon monsters.
0: Okay, I'm giving this movie a six, six and a half. Yeah, I give it a let's call it a six and a half, six point five.
1: And I feel like that's because you're more of an optimist than I am.
0: No, it's because I like the vibe of this movie. I really I wanted this movie to be good. It's Mm -hmm. not. No, I want it to be good because everything that is happening in scenes that are happening, I'm enjoying. Sure. But once it changes scenes, I don't know what's happening anymore. So sure. I have to get reestablished to that scene because there's so many cuts. But like I said, it's like a movie that is on the TV in the background of a movie that I like. Yeah. So therefore, it feels like a place I want to be, mm-hmm. and this whole movie feels like a place I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. But man, it is a it it it's not a slog. It's it's just a, it's a mental gymnastics thing because you're having to like fill in gaps that you normally don't have to fill in, even in bad movies.
1: It is. And that remind that makes me think of like when in a relationship would be a good time to watch this movie. That's out.
0: what I was going to ask you next. If you were to show this movie to your significant other and on a segment we'll do every time where we try to really fit this movie into who you, who it's kind of like the, it's, it's, it's not only is it a litmus test of your relationship, but it's, it's, it's it's a uh, it's a way to tell maybe even if it's a new person in your life that you're trying to figure out where that fits into your relationship. And, and when you can tell them you're a weirdo freak like me mm-hmm. that likes these things.
1: See, for me, I think that this one needs to come a little bit later on. Yeah, I do too. I feel like this movie calls for so much filling in the gaps and drawing conclusions from blanks that you kind of need to know your significant other well enough to know and anticipate their needs.
0: You have to anticipate that they're not going to like this.
1: That, and you have to anticipate, you know, that you're going to need snacks <coughs> and beverages. <laughs> and You're, you're going to need to bribe them through things this movie. to occupy your time. Yeah. And, and, and it's
0: cause it's not boring. No, it's not like, it's not like when you watch a movie and you're like, Oh, we're just going to like the problem is if you made out during this movie, you would be more lost than you would be just as lost as if you were just watching this movie. Yes. So that makes it difficult because it's like if you've never seen it before and you watch this movie as a couple and you do make out, you're gonna have to watch it again because you're gonna think, oh, we missed stuff.
1: Right. But you didn't. So for me, my question <laughs> would be like, do you know what your significant other needs when they're ill? Like, mm-hmm. do you know their comfort creatures, that kind of like that kind of thing? Um, then you're ready to watch this film. Together. Yeah. If
0: you if you've reached that point. Um, I'd say that another good time to watch this movie is if you would like to break up with them.
1: Oh yeah. But
0: you don't want them to think about you breaking up with them too much.
1: This would also be a great movie to watch. Um, it's like
0: you dangle the it's like you dangle keys in front of a something shiny in front of a cat. You dangle this and let their brain work on it and then you break up with them in the middle. Mm-hmm.
1: This is a good springtime movie when Cuffing you season. want to be surprised that Halloween's right around the corner. Oh, that's a good point. Because you have no idea that this See, movie again, I, is so I was involved. still thinking
0: about the breakup version because sure. i was thinking well if it's spring you break up with this person then you can you're right in line for cuffing season. Yes. But i think that just shows where this movie put my brain because it was just like man if i if i could show this to somebody they'd be so confused that i could pretty much say anything i wanted to.
1: Just like Steven.
0: Yeah, just like Steven. I don't get that. I just agreed with you.
1: Well, he he's willing to jump through <laughs> any hoop to get Natalie to go on dates with him. Yeah. He's and a yes man. Yes. And
0: Yeah, it's okay. So I think the consensus is that this is a this is a we already live together mm-hmm. movie. We've lived together for a while movie. Mm-hmm. Like 2 years into the relationship. we mm-hmm. We've we've moved in. We've been together for we've I've, been we've lived in together for, let's say we lived together for about a year.
1: Yep, I've met your parents.
0: Oh yeah, easy. This is a 3 year movie.
1: Yeah. This is a two to three year movie. Because
0: I think too early and this could really cause a rift because it's very confusing. It's not that it's boring. You're entertained. But like I said, every time the scene changes, you have to reset and think
1: again. If they had cut the one pair of boobs out, I think this would have been PG 13.
0: A hundred percent. It wasn't even that. It wasn't that gory. Like no. there's some blood in it, but it's not even that gory. And the monsters were almost like cartoony in Very. some ways. But I liked them. I like the I like the pomp around these monsters. It was it was it was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right, man. They need they either needed no boobs or way more boobs.
1: And that's the other thing is I think that if I had seen some like maybe some naked Natalie, yes. um, I would have been more into it. And
0: that sounds crazy. I know that you you might think that we're kidding. I'm being dead serious because it just, it feels like one of those 80s movies, yes. you know, like where where it's going to be T and A, but there's no T, there's very, there's a little bit of T.
1: And then they change their mind. And
0: there's no A, and then there's no like real gore.
1: There's no reason to think that Steven and... Uh,
0: the cutting out the heart thing is probably the that's
1: best. That's the goriest bit, and maybe like a head being chomped off. But even, but even then, then, like
0: w- when they when they do stuff to the monsters in this movie, it's not gory.
1: no. And we have no reason to believe that Natalie and Steven have had sex. Right. We have no reason to believe that other than drinking, they have any adult activities going on. He
0: has an underage beer.
1: Yes. That one time. That's it. And they're literally fighting with water guns.
0: Yeah. That's the other thing. You kill the monsters with water guns. This, this movie would have made a great Amblin film
1: it would have been such a better kids movie. Yes.
0: It would have been this, if this was right there, if, if Chris Columbus had did a punch up on this and Spielberg directed it, this movie would have been a classic.
1: Yes. And it needs to, it needs that it needs to go one way or the other. It either yeah. needs more TNA or it needs to be
0: an Amblin film, an Amblin film. I and totally right agree.
1: Now it's just a Ramblin film.
0: This, this would have been better as like a Frank Lauder kind of weirdo, mm-hmm. um, like a Brian Usna, like a society you know, if like screaming mad George had done the, the, I know you don't know a lot of these names, but if like screaming mad George had done the the effects and had been more goopy and gross and mm-hmm. weird and like almost oppressive, mm-hmm. but still kind of funny, you know, mm-hmm. or it could have gone real Clyde Barker. Cause there's clearly traces of that in there and you just make it. You know what up. this
1: movie is really missing is and it, like
0: psychosexual.
1: It's really missing a good allegory.
0: Yes, it really, really is. Really and I wonder missing, if it was in the script.
1: It's missing a good dose of irony and a good dose Jesus. of, um, you know,
0: this is the longest episode to date.
1: I it's also longer than the movie. We've 100%. clearly given it more than it it deserves as far as your time.
0: Well, and but the funny thing is, we're still talking about it after we've already graded the movie and already given our recommendations. But I I because don't I know, can't man. Get
1: it out of my head. I can't stop thinking. And about that's it.
0: why when I told you earlier, I was like, I like this, and I think I like it because it's so flawed and confusing.
1: Is it a brain wig for you?
0: And I like it because I want it to be more. I want more of this. Yeah, I want to tip my toe back into that universe. They left me wanting more unintentionally. Yes. And I'd like to... I want to know what happens in this world. So we're never going to know. No. But um, you can watch it and make your own assumptions. Hell, we're in quarantine apocalypse. Why don't you just go out... And write your own version of this movie. Fill in the gaps for us.
1: Yep, I would like to hear your <clears throat> version of what actually happened in this movie. And oh, I would yeah. also like to see your cut of it. So if you would like to um, <laughs> illegally rip a version of this, completely re-edit it yeah, back let together. Let us know if
0: you feel like cutting it apart.
1: I will absolutely watch that start to finish.
0: And if you do want to rewrite things or you have your own ideas of what might happen in the middle of the story, you can shoot us an email at B.Troth. E D at gmail.com. I had to slow down and spell that that's B dot troth at gmail.com. Uh, send us a, a message there. Like I said, if you want to write, fill in the gaps for yourself, tell me what you thought. We want to know some of that information. And if you have any questions or any relationship advice that pertains to, I don't know your significant other, maybe, how to deal with telling them that you're into these weird things, how to deal with the fact that they don't like it. If how to you deal, need
1: to come out as you know, a B-movie enthusiast, we are here for you.
0: Exactly. We want to be the closet door to your B-movie closet. Yes. Let us open it and guide you through it and tell you how to deal with your significant other who may or may not be into the same thing. You never know. They might be into the same thing. You don't know. Maybe you're both in the closet. Maybe it's a big old closet. Maybe it's a walk-in closet. You
1: never know until you And the you lights dry. are off. Yes. You just have a safe word. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, and in this case, I would probably make that safe word uh, um, gloop or goop or slime. Any, any other word they use in this movie to describe that goofy weird slime.
1: It's so weird. It looks like a sweetener. Like it I want to mix so gross. it into a drink. So gross. Well, YouTube would love this. If you have any questions about the movie or would like to chat with us, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ktmay2k.
0: And I'm on all the things at IamChrisHayden. And you can also follow us, uh, follow the podcast, on Instagram at be, betrothedpod and on uh, Twitter at betrothed, b. T-A-T-R-O-T-H-E-D. I keep doing that because Katie has spelled it with B T H like Betrothed so many times. And it's, it. it's throwing me off like crazy. But anyway, Betrothed uh, with no just the, it's so confusing because there's no E there, but be like B movies, Betrothed on Twitter and Betrothed Pod on Instagram, be at gmail.com. Hit us up on all those places. And until next time.
1: Fuck off and die.
0: Fuck off and die.